1991, Caballero Pools and Spas has been dedicated to creating an outdoor living space that will provide endless hours of fun and entertainment for your entire family. They specialize in offering excellent service and delivering top quality craftsmanship at a reasonable price. They will transform your yard into something unique and distinctive, a customized masterpiece that reflects your individual preferences. Their experience will ensure that your new backyard is something you will be proud of for years to come. Whether it's a minor project or a large master plan, Caballero Pools and Spas will help you get there. Check them out at cabpools.com or reach them at mark at cabpools.com or call 714-309-2890. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Neon Wave. Neon Wave is an internationally local shop, a concierge to the modern nomad. They bring together carefully chosen surf, fashion, art, and snowboarding gear with a curatorial eye that's drawn to the best of the best, technicality, creativity, and sustainability. Their team is born from nature, raised by the wave, and nurtured by the culture they support. This is Neon Wave. We look forward to moving forward. Check them out at thisisneonwave.com. Earth Pack, customized eco-friendly retail and e-com packaging since 1989. In a time of increasing environmental awareness, Earth Pack is an advanced supplier of affordable recycled packaging for businesses of all sizes. EarthPack provides custom products and services and continues promoting sustainability while fulfilling the individual packaging needs of eco-friendly retailers nationwide. Check them out at earthpack.com. Friends and family, brothers and sisters, welcome to the Late Night with Chalky podcast. That was a little different, huh? Our guest this week, second generation surfer shaper that grew up with an amazing surfing family. That Ripper. Can, that continues to be a staple in the surf community with their family surf shop on Main Street in HB. Loco. El Loco. <laughs> Groomed to an, at an early age to become a professional surfer, he also had the privilege to grow up inside the shaping room. His dad, Ed, passed down the knowledge, the skills to give him the tools to finish his own board start to finish at 14. Maybe, maybe even earlier, I bet. Mm-hmm. We'll find out. But it was his surfing ability that shined in his early years with a clean style and polished surfing that landed him many endorsements, mag shots, and he got to travel around the world testing out his own equipment <whistles> on the world's best waves. We'll talk about surf trips too. He's continued shaping and refining his craft for the past 30 years, probably yeah. 25, 30. Yeah. Fuck, we even there. want more than that. We're old. <laughs> Under the family label and legendary Chris Christensen surfboards too, yeah, right? Yeah. Epic. He's also no slouch on a dirt bike. <laughs> he's a regular standout in the, the pro class at Surfers Cross. I think he's had some wins there too. We'll find out about that. And we welcome our friend, the Ripper, the all-around solid human, Mr. Ryan Sakel. Ryan Sakel Surfboards. Woo! Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yes, buddy. So before we get into it, I wanted to say I've known you since you were, I thought, a little bit older than toddler, but maybe at when you were that young. Yeah, I mean, earliest that I could remember, I was just learning how to surf at five, <laughs> and then I get introduced to Lyndon, and he's doing backflips in the parking lot, and he's <laughs> automatically like my hero. <laughs> Dude, how crazy is it? Because uh, 
over the uh, since the beginning of the show, I always talk about Huntington Surf and Sport being like my first industry job. Yeah, which it isn't. My first industry job was working for your dad. Yeah, opening up his shop off a of the off the beaten path. Yep, on uh, Bolsa and Heil. Yep, yeah, where I used to fall asleep inside that freaking shop. Yeah, it was no so one slow. would come in. Yeah, <laughs> but. Damn, like, yeah. this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, we go way back. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Let's I, get... We got to find yeah. out what your dad saw in this guy over here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's uh, let's kick into it. Yeah. Um, we know Ed, Ed's your dad, yep. and I'm sure that's yep. how you got into surfing. Yeah. So my dad is Ed Sakel. Um, he's been making boards since he was a kid. He, um, at one point, when he was coming up, he grew up in the South Bay, and... Um, he worked for Greg Knoll, so he was doing ding repair, and um, at one point he said that they were blowing their own blanks, and he was helping do, to do that, um, and then he kind of worked his way around a couple of the other shops in the area, um, I think I think it was Jacob's, and he was on like their surf teams and stuff like that, and then worked his way, um, became friends with Eddie Talbot. They were just buddies. E.T. Yeah, E.T. surfboards. Yep. And um, they were best friends. And so um, my dad knew how to make boards. Eddie opened up a surf shop. And um, my dad was the glasser for E.T.'s for, I don't even know how long, probably at least 20 years. And um, my dad always had the dream to open up his own store. And him and a couple of the guys from E.T.'s, they were going to do it together. And no one else saved up money except for my dad. And my dad, he just, he went for it. Yeah. And that's when he started Bullet Surfboards. He opened up his own glassing shop in uh, Paramount. Because that was in between where he was working at ET's and our house in Cerritos. And um, yeah, he just, he went for it. Started Bullet Surfboards. <laughs> B-U-L-L-I-T. Yep. Because at the time there was bullet uh, skateboard wheels, mm. and so he thought if he just changed the one letter, he'd be fine. Yeah, and that ended up biting him in the butt eventually. But um, yeah. But so, I mean, what do you want to do on a surfboard? You want to go fast, yeah. fa you know? Like yeah. Uh, yeah. it makes sense. It makes yeah. sense, for especially sure. in the eighties. I mean, I think. Lyndon drew up a bunch of the logos too that ended up on the boards. Isn't that crazy? Um, but like it was such a fun time with like the logos and their huge team, you yeah. know, Team Bullet. And it was, I, it was really I was fun. trying to remember the kid that found your dad's factory in Paramount. Because um, it was off of, was it off of Cherry or was it off of Downey? I can't no, remember. No, it was off Cherry. Because I, I remember right? that. I remember that uh, exit. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, this kid Randy, mm -hmm. and it might have been Randy Dodds. I don't know. He yeah. was the kid that uh, was riding his bike and found, you know, rode yeah. by the factory. Yeah. And told you about it? like And told us about it. Like, yeah, this, dude, this dude's got a surfboard factory down the street. Yeah. And we're like, what, what? And then, you know, yep. I think I was like 18 years old, 19 years old, just getting ready to graduate high school. Okay, yeah. And we were... There was only a handful of surfers in frickin' where, where I'm from, yeah, right? Yeah, And uh, luckily, yeah, Randy met Ed, and he, you know, Randy took us there, and that's how we started riding, you know, bullet surfboards. It was yeah. freaking crazy. Yeah. First surfboard factory I'd ever seen. 
Yeah, it's interesting where like the factories pop up, and usually it is yeah. closer to like home and you know where you're gonna spend a lot of time you know it's probably a little less expensive in yeah, yeah. than it is at the beaches and to be honest it doesn't need to be at the beach and you know no, it doesn't have to be at the beach and i mean but the show's not yeah. about ed Seiko. we <laughs> yeah, yeah we have to get your dad on the podcast soon he would not be here without it he would not yeah, be here sure. without you <laughs> happy father's day to him believe yeah. it we we gotta you know yeah but yeah. you know you guys would have a blast with my dad on Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, I know. Yeah. It's, it's been long overdue, too. Yeah. It's coming. But yeah. let's let's get into it with uh, Ryan Sakel. Yeah. So, yeah. when did your dad first introduce you to surfing? Um, first introduction to surfing, I have no idea. I can just always remember surfboards. I could always remember the smell of resin. I distinctly remember the smell of ET surfboards. <laughs> like... <laughs> The shop. I think it smells the same. Yeah. The shop. No, it, yeah, the shop. I just remember um, I broke my leg um, when I was really little and going in ET surfboards and uh, Eddie Talbot signing my cast is just How like... How So um, surfing, it was, wasn't an option. It was just always something I knew I was going to do. Yeah. And weirdly enough, same thing with making boards. I always knew I wanted to make boards. Yeah, it's kind of a kind of a weird thing, but I started actually surfing a hardboard at um, at five years old. So um, Gabe Palmer, yeah, I don't know if you remember him. Yeah, um, his dad and my dad uh, Gilbert Palmer. Um, my dad grew up with him, and Gabe was probably eight years older than me, nine years older than me, and um, my dad borrowed one of his boards and that was the first board i ever ever rode that he shaped uh i think it was an et okay yeah that shaped by ed yeah okay it was a it was a twin fin i remember that and um it was in the middle of winter and my dad for some reason that day he wanted to take me surfing and winter they didn't have kids wetsuits at the time so he cut one of his wetsuits <laughs> and re-sewed it with fishing line and um, ended up making me like a little vest, but it was still baggy on me. And I just remember freezing. Yeah, just of freezing course. Freezing my butt off, dude. And, Big turnoff uh, right there. Oh yeah, yeah. But what, I, what I still loved it. Like where were you? It was in Hermosa Beach. Hermosa. Yeah. That yeah. was a yeah. Since you're ET, and that was your kind of stomping grounds. That like, was my dad's stomp, stomping grounds at the time. Yeah. And so um, that's where he took me. And then later on, Seal Beach. We would go to Seal Beach all the time. Yeah. So. Now, yeah. was was uh, Sandy and Tristan part of the when yeah. you were young, like yep. straight, like yeah? So my dad remarried, and um, I when they remarried, I was just turning two. Okay. So my stepmom Sandy, she's my mom. Yeah. You know, so she's been my mom since I was two. She potty trained me. <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's crazy. I have a two and a half year old now, so it's like my wife and I always kind of trip out. We're like, you are this age. When you know, like your mom Sandy came into came your in. life, that, yeah, yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, and was Tristan? Uh, is he a year older than you, or he's two years older than me? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so my stepbrother Tristan, um, he's two years older than me. And, and did, did, was he surfing alongside you too? Like, um, he wasn't interested in surfing. He really liked boogie boarding and just like cruising with his friends. So yeah. we had a bunch of friends in our neighborhood, and we in Cerritos. All, yeah, in Cerritos. And we would always, uh, 
load up our car with as many kids as we could take and a bunch of the neighborhood kids. The Winnebago. Yeah. The old, uh, uh, didn't you guys have an RV? That we did have an RV. Um, at, the, at the time, we had like minivans Minivan. and stuff like that. But yeah, everyone was in the boogie boarding. And I remember our parents sitting us down. It was like this, at least to me, it seemed like this like serious conversation. Like, okay, it's almost summer. Do you guys want a boogie board or do you want a surfboard? Wow. And I was like, I want a surfboard. And my brother, he chose a boogie board. <laughs> that is Tristan, you yeah. barn. <laughs> yeah. Which was kind of stupid because it was like, I was the younger brother and we would go to Seal Beach where it was blackballed. So like, I would have to boogie board anyways. So <laughs> That's but, funny. Unless my dad was there. Um, but you'd stand up on your boogie board. Yeah. Yeah, we'd do that. Yep. I mean, did everything on the beach. I mean, it doesn't matter. You're yeah. at the beach having fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, I was really lucky, man. My mom, like, we live pretty far from the beach. So Cerritos, that was at least a 30-minute drive Yeah, to Seal Beach. That was the closest beach. And um, Did you ever have to ride? Did you ever ride your bikes to the beach? No, we didn't have to. That's what I was getting at. Is yeah. Like, my mom, she grew up, like, she loved the beach. Like, she loved suntanning. Yeah. And just, like, that, that was her thing. In the summer, it was, like, you know, over 100 degrees, you know, in Cerritos, it's super hot there. Yeah. So, no AC, no AC in the house. She's not going to sit in the house all day, so yeah. she can just take us to the beach. Plus, it, it keep kids out of trouble, you yeah. know? And, like, hey, yeah. we're going to the beach. You guys, yeah. like, go play. It's, like, it's free babysitting almost, too. And it's cheap. Yeah. She'd pack us lunches, you know? Like, so, they had it pretty dialed. Yeah. So, <laughs> crabs was where... Um, she always went to the pier and then my brother and I, once we started surfing, we would walk down to crabs Yeah, and which was cool. Cause then like we're away from the parents yeah. and like made friends in the water and it was, it was really a really fun time. Yeah. Yeah. And then you like slowly graduate like to Bolsa Chica. Yeah. And I remember like when we first started going to the pier, like that was a big deal. Yeah. You know? Well, no. Seal Beach is protected. It's a great learning spot, but it yeah. does get really good. You oh, know? yeah, it does. You know? It can. But, sure. like, the currents, everything, when you, you know, like you yeah. said, going to Bolsa, like, yeah. it's way far out. Like, yeah. The, the currents are under, you know, and then the pier, same thing. It's like, yeah. it's not really kid-friendly. No. Do, no. You, do you remember seeing and meeting the Seal Beach locals? Yeah, any ground you... Yeah. Mikey Riley or freaking... I didn't really meet those guys until... Um, I was older probably like 12 but um i remember ryan simmons yeah i was just gonna say rye dog <laughs> white white hair white hair yeah and i thought it was so cool he was ryan simmons i was ryan sakel and then his dad was ed simmons and my dad was ed sakel oh wow and like i looked up to him because he was such a ripper back then he rode for quicksilver and like i was just like that guy his yeah. name's Ryan. His name's Ryan too. <clears throat> yeah. So that was pretty pretty funny. Now, did you guys surf the South Bay at all, or? Uh, growing up, I did. Like later on, my dad. It was pretty cool because my dad knew the area so well. So, anytime there's a south wind, he's yeah. like, "All right, avenues. Yeah, yeah. We know where to go." So, got to surf a bunch of those spots, and um, yeah. It was, so awesome. the, per- the perks of having a dad and the yeah. lay of the land and when the winds and the swells are, yeah yeah, yeah. and, and like, how much how good it is for your surfing not you know I'm, at that age you probably don't realize it but as you get older like yeah progressing quick is you know 
the key is kind of like, you know, getting out of your comfort zone and going yeah. to these different breaks. And the other thing, too, is he didn't have to worry about what the swell was really doing. Because I was, I was so small. Yeah. Like, the smaller the waves, the better, actually. Yeah. You, you know? were so tiny. Yeah, I was tiny. So <laughs> he would just paddle out with me and push me in waves. And most people were, like, stoked to see a little kid, like, yeah. you know, actually stand up and ride waves, you know? Yeah. So and you, we never had any, any issues or anything. You kind of had a, a gifted... Ta- like for you had a gifted talent at, at an early age i remember you know always like seeing you for the first time surfing going mm-hmm. fuck he's gonna be good he's already kind of got it it's funny because you know how it is like seeing yourself on video because <laughs> i remember thinking i was pretty good and then, like <laughs> looking back at the video i'm like oh my god that's hilarious i'm just wiggling that's all i'm doing <laughs> Everything yeah. seems like, yeah. did you see me rip the lip off? And it's like you yeah. barely trimmed and got up. Oh. Did you see that barrel? It's like yeah. back here. Like, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, so it's really what funny. was your first proper board? Like what shape? Like, uh, first proper board was, I don't even know how big it was. It was probably like a four, four, seven, maybe. Like custom, you're talking custom? Yeah. 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 Like, you know. yeah my dad kind of funny because he sat me down and asked me all right do you want a single fin a twin fin or a thruster and i remember like really thinking about it and asking him like what's the difference so that was how old of, were you uh probably seven or eight yeah i think when i got that first board but who cares about yeah. fins what kind of spray are you getting dude where are oh, the logos yeah. going you yeah. know like <laughs> yeah that was that was major yeah like and it's kind of cool that you know he didn't shape you a board until you re- were kind of ready for it. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, because he could have shaped you a board at, you know, five years old. Yep. Or six years old. But yeah, he's waited for you to like, okay, this kid kind of knows what he wants. Yeah, now. He's, or, like, he's like, does he want to do it or am I the one yeah, making him do it? Yeah. You know? And, you know, watching his ability, watching, you know, seeing you progress and be like, man, okay, he's on this like oversized thick board i'm sure you know got something a little more fine-tuned yeah you know help you progress too well i mean immediately i went from catching whitewash and barely being able to turn into the whitewash to like actually like turning the board i remember i remember that and like actually getting on like little reforms and like actually riding waves and stuff yeah yeah on on that smaller board yeah how many whitewaters would you just milk to and wait for it to like reform a little bit just so you could kind of you know yeah no it was what did you tell him thruster yeah i i it's so funny i remember that conversation just like really asking him like what's the difference you know yeah and i was either gonna get a twin or or a thruster i think he kind of talked me into the thruster because i think that was like right when the thruster was like really popular. Yeah. So, um, when did you start surfing contests? Nine, okay. nine years old. I, um, he took me and Tristan. It was at um, River Jetties. That was the first contest I did, and I got second place. And I remember um, Colin Wagshaw. Yes, um, Colin was gnarly. Craig Echegoyan. Gnarly. Who else? I don't know. Maybe like Tim. Those are like mirrored images of just little yeah. like st- stocky. like. Well, Tim Frisk yeah. and um, wow. Craig Echegoyan. Yeah. All of those guys were in that. And I didn't know what I was doing. Like my dad's, he's like, just go out there and catch as many waves as you can. <laughs> yeah. That's what I did. And I don't remember too much, but it didn't seem like he was like 
one of those soccer dads. Was he? Not till later. <laughs> Not till later. Yeah. I think all dads yeah. have that in them, you know? You want, I mean, yeah. you're driving up to Pismo Beach. Yeah. Spending, you know, his, yeah. his money at the time to enter us in the contest and stuff. And then, like, you go out there and just, like, space out, you know? Yeah. like <laughs> Get serious. Yeah. yeah. So he started doing this, this thing where he'd, like, stand on the beach and tell me to look for him and stuff. Which, like, everyone does that now. Yeah, yeah. But, like... I, I reach a certain age, I remember distinctly, I don't remember where, it might have been Huntington, but he was on the pier, and he was, like, yelling at me and stuff, and I just remember I, like, just flipped him off. <laughs> I was like, and that was it. I was, I told him on the beach, I was like, hey, like, I don't want to win a heat if I can't, if I can't win a heat by myself, I don't want to win a heat that way. Wow. And that, it was kind of funny. What age was that? I think it was, like, right before I got my license. So nice. I was, like, 14 or 15. And he mellowed out. Like, like he was like, okay. Yeah. You know, it wasn't, like, yeah. you know, he was... He probably thought, like, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'm helping. But in, in you know, in retrospect, you're yeah. kind of like, yeah. dude, this isn't, like, yeah. Like, cool. I, I got the full explanation on the ride home of why he does it. And he yeah. got the full explanation of why I didn't want yeah. to do it. I was like, I don't, don't want to win that way. It's got to be tough for... For that type of father-son relationship where your dad is in the industry building surfboards, right? Yeah. And building surfboards, because I remember, like, you know, there's a lot of kids that were writing for Seiko that fucking rip. Yeah. Micah Pitts. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was that one kid? Scott. Dylan Christensen. Oh, yeah. Uh, I remember that. Joey Yeah. Like there was a lot of you know Rippers. talent yeah. that was coming through the you know shop getting bullet surfboards yeah and it's got to be weird for a dad you know you know it's a weird position yeah. to be in like where you know like I'm a shaper and I'm shaping really good boards for you know talented mm-hmm. kids yeah and then you have potential right yeah. yeah like how hard is that to like bite your tongue you know what I mean like it's tough because yeah. we've seen we've seen. These dads that are fucking gnarly, yeah. that are assholes, that are idiots, that yep. eventually push their kids out of the, you know, yeah, out of it, yep. where they don't, they they can't control their whatever, yeah, their froth levels too high, yeah, yeah. There, there, there's it, that's in every sport for sure, and just yeah. in general, but surfing, you know, it's a, you know, yeah, generational thing too. Like, yeah, yeah it's tough. Yeah. I think a lot of dads live vicariously through their kids. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, there's a lot of a lot of dads now I see that they did the contest with me growing up, you know, the NSSAs and stuff like that. And now I see their kids' names and the dads are, you know, super coaches and stuff, yeah. you know. And it's like, on one hand, it's really cool. And then on another hand, it's like, well, I hope the kid really loves surfing. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the bottom line. Yeah. Like, if they love it, then it's a yeah. win-win. If they... If yeah, if they get burnt out and yeah. get jaded, and you yeah. know, it's like it's a fine line for like you yeah. said, it's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, in, uh, I'm in that right now. I'm like, yeah, let's, just, <laughs> let's go surf. Yeah, you know, yeah, surf just to surf. Yeah, you know, it's not so, it's not always about heats. So how um, after that 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 day he was mellower. Yeah, he was way mellower. He 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 was always respectful of like what I wanted to do with whether it was shaping or surfing basically anything you know like he always told me like right if you don't want to do this we don't have to do this yeah you know so that was pretty cool 
And yeah. did you gravitate towards like when he shaped you that first board? Were you, were you in the room with him? Like, were you kind of like, or no? We were so, more about like, I want this air spray and this colors and logo here. I wasn't. I wasn't as um, like I didn't have as much access at that age yet. Mm. It was like once I started competing and stuff, then it was like on the way to the beach, we would stop at the factory and like fine tune my fins or um, sand an edge down and things like that where I was starting to like, I was like, whoa, what, why are you doing that? You know? And that really sparked my imagination of like, wait, like I can paint a board any color. I could put any fins on a board and like just really kind of Mr. Miyagi'd me a little bit yeah. with like seeing it firsthand you know because yeah. we, we talk about like there's one thing to have a good board you know that magic board mm -hmm. but there's also having a good looking board that is psychologically like does something too you know like yeah it, so if you could you know mix those two together you know like yeah. you know getting a good board you know is rad but when you have one that you know you so for me that was always a double-edged sword because yeah. I, I did i spent a lot of time like designing like how I wanted my airbrush and logo placements and stuff like that and sometimes those boards didn't work as good as I wanted them to and I would keep riding them because they <laughs> look good because they, look, they good. look good yeah <laughs> isn't that weird yeah like, and especially once I started like because that's where my dad started me off is he taught me how to paint boards so doing tape like laying tape that's a really good way to learn how to like curves and, yeah, yeah make curves and stuff like that so he had me in the garage with a roll of tape he told me you know all right come grab me out of the house as soon as you think you have one perfect you wow. know how funny and full on beyond yeah me. yeah he'd pull the tape nope see that line in there you know and i'd do it again do it again so that was kind of the the training ground but when I started painting my own boards, that was like, I just, yeah, it was kind of funny how much, like, there was too much emphasis on that a little yeah. bit. You, you know, when I knew I had a good board is when you put the biggest dent and between your chest and the nose, like, yep. where you stare at it every time. I, for yeah. some reason, <laughs> yeah. first session or two, I yeah. fall, knee or elbow, yep. and then I got this obnoxious, annoying, just yep. ugly dent. <laughs> and that board would be like I just, the one that I'm like I just I did that the other day so I got a brand <laughs> new board and I put it in my shaping room and it was laying laying against the wall leaning against the wall and sure enough I just hear <laughs> whack big old big old crack in the rail and never even wrote it Ugh. and I'm like I bet this board's gonna be magic and sure enough it was <laughs> Dude, this board's so good Murphy, right now. Is that what they call Murphy's Law? Maybe. Yes, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like, you just, I think back on some of those boards and, you know, yeah. it was like, you're just so bummed. You're like, I really hope this doesn't work. And not that you would not want a board to work, but you would just, you know, not yeah. think much of it. Yeah. And it happened like quite often. Like, yeah. like meaning like, why did I just, why did that dent <laughs> right there? Uh. Yeah. And it's yeah. funny that... Um, you know, because they're hand-shaped, right? Mm -hmm. Most hand-shaped and hand-made, yeah. right? They're works of art, but they're not perfect, yeah. right? Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, we talk about this uh, a lot. Is like some boards are are imperfect, but they're they're perfect. Yeah. 
you know, perfect I, for you. And they yeah. work amazing, but, yeah. you know, Lar had a twisted blank yep. and it worked amazing. Yep. You know, that he took it to a guy and goes, hey, you know, this board works insane. Like, no, and the guy pointed out. He's like, yeah. oh, you know. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I don't know why this board works, but it's a twisted blank. Yeah. Yeah, the mechanics of front side, back side, you know, yeah, like too. So yeah, kind yeah. of just yeah. did something. Yeah. So how about the contest? Uh, how was your contest surfing like? Um, it was okay. You know, like I was never like really good at contests. Like for me, it was always like if I would have got one more wave, if you know, like, and it kind of sucked because it was like I knew. A lot of times that I surfed better than maybe some of the kids that were making heats and stuff like that, but it was just it was just one of those things. It took a long time, probably till I was like sixteen or seventeen, till I started like winning contests and um, you know like actually doing well and like thinking like okay, I could maybe maybe do something with this. Yeah, you know. But for the most part, I mean like. Mini hoonies and stuff like that. Yeah, you're gonna win because you got maybe two heats. Yeah, you know. So I had a lot of, yeah, a lot of success when I was little, little. But like as you get older, and, yeah, you know. And you know, looking back, you know, we gotta remember you live inland. Yeah, and you don't have the you know luxury of fucking surfing every single day, right? It's, it's that's an interesting one because I mean, in a way. It kind of was good, you know, because yeah, when I, when, when we would go to the beach, I would surf no matter what. Yeah. Um, I remember. Brandon surfs no matter what. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Still do. That, that's <laughs> yeah. You got it in your blood. Um, but like the days that I couldn't surf, I wanted to surf so bad that like our front yard was literally a wave, you know, and I would, the skateboard. I would hit the grass. And I remember watching Kelly Slater in black and white. He's doing the reverses, and I remember watching, watching it, rewinding it, watching it, and then going out on my skateboard, on, on the corner, and just, you know, and then sure enough, the next time I surf, I can do one. Yeah. And it's like, how weird is that? That's so funny. You know? Put your mind, you know, you, you're dissecting what he's doing. Yeah. You know, and you know, you're like, hey, there's the movement. There's so much to that, and like laying in bed and like literally like, <laughs> riding waves at lowers you know and you're just in your mind, mind yeah you're mind surfing and I, i'm i'm a huge believer that that works oh yeah yeah to this it's, day like it's, it's a same. mantra right like yeah. positive affirmation affirmation yeah and just like visualizing it in your head yeah i think there's something to visualizing things 100 like percent for and, sure and it actually tricks your mind and your body into like okay you now know how to do it yeah <laughs> so what was your like you're, you're writing for dad. Did you have like industry connections as far as like sponsor? Your dad's like, yeah, you know what I mean? Your parents are always yeah. trying to, yeah. hey, you know, I go think, write for this or yeah. go, let's go talk to this company or that. Yeah. I mean, with my dad's shop, he could never get the Quicksilver's billabongs and stuff like that. Um, it was just, I think, Dude. I think it was a different, um, different time back then too. Yeah. You know, your dad is one of the scrappiest fucking businessmen yeah. I've ever met. Like, yeah. he, he fucking, from what I remember, he was just like, do whatever it takes to get by on what he can get. He, yep. he would make the best out of any situation. Yep. 
And uh, yeah. I remember, you know, when he opened up the Bolsa store, mm-hmm. like, we, we, yeah, like you're saying, we couldn't yeah. get Quicksilver. We yeah. couldn't get Gotcha. We couldn't get Billabong. Yep. But we had the cat. We had Catch Surf. Yeah. Or not Catch Surf. Catch, catch it. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah body it. Glove and Mango. Mango. And we would, yep. you know, he would backdoor it from his friends in the yeah. industry. Yeah. And I was like, yep. oh, well, you know, like, yeah. this is what we got. Yep. I mean, he put everything into opening that shop. So, and <clears throat> I mean, there's something to be said to the fact that this many years later, he still has a shop on Main Street. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he's adjusted, you know, the way he does business. And yeah. I, I'm so proud of him. And yeah. I'm so, like, I admire him for being able to do what he's done yeah. with the little that he had. Yeah. You know? Like, go, it, going business back, is hard. Business going, is very hard. Going back yeah. to Bolsa and Heil. Yeah. So fucking off the beaten path. Yep. And... You know, like I said, I, there was days that I would fucking clean the store, sit there and just go, what the fuck? Like, I'm just twiddling my thumbs. I've fallen asleep in the yeah. shop many, many times. <laughs> yeah. And, and but what was cool is like he, he kind of, from there, he was building a foundation yeah. and building a reputation of yeah. making good boards. And we had, you know, Troy Eckert mm-hmm. and freaking Chet Thomas and yeah. like all those, you know, when they were Groms. Yeah. You know, coming in and see, you know, walk into the back room. Yeah. And he set up the uh, shaping bay. Yep. And he would shape boards in the back, and you know, yeah. kids would come. You know, all the local kids would come, and Rob Wilson and Rob Wolf, like, they would, you know, yeah, watch Ed make boards back there. It's pretty rad to think. Like, I mean, I don't know of any other shops back then, and no. even now that had a shaping room inside of a surf yeah. shop, and like the guy who owns the shop is shaping the boards. Yeah. You know, that's pretty, and, and not, pretty rad. Not to talk too much about your dad, but it's yeah. pretty, it's cool because it shows like the, the if you're going to put your head down and work, you can make it happen. Mm-hmm. And and when it, when he moved it from, when we moved it from Bolsa to Sunset Beach, yeah. dude, it was like, all of a sudden, yeah, like, like, like you said, the foundation was already laid. Yeah, you know, and yep. and had the following, and he's making yeah. good boards. It was yeah. just, we were legit. Like it was but crazy. He, okay, my dad is not a businessman. No, like he's not, and he learned something in doing that, and it was location. Yeah, right. And so when Main Street was rebuilt, and there was spots becoming available. And the only reason he saw those spots because he was he started taking me and my brother to, to Huntington. He would drop us off from the Sunset Shop, and then he would tell me he'd be like, "Ryan, go up to Chuck Dent, use their phone, and call me." And so he started cruising up and seeing that there was spots going to be available, and he's like, "Okay, if I'm doing better in Sunset, how I'm much do, better can I, I do? Here? Way better here." Yeah. So. He's like an accidental businessman. Yeah, you know. And well, I was gonna, I was gonna bring up a couple yeah. things, right? Like, yeah, I mean, from Bolsa and Heil to Sunset Beach mm-hmm. off PCH, way more foot traffic, way yep. more visibility, you know, way more high traffic, and you know, more boards are selling, more everything selling. Yeah. Like, I remember on Bolsa and Heil having zero dollar days yep. almost fucking every week. Yep. But then we moved to Sunset, we're like, holy shit, we're like doing, you know, 
a thousand bucks. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? We're yeah. doing a thousand bucks. And uh, yep. I remember, remember Joey's Intel. Yeah. Uh, who? Do you remember when he first got on? I don't. So when he first got on, Gus Buckner got him on, right? Okay. And he he ripped so hard. He didn't rip though. Yeah, not yet. No, yeah. it was like crazy. How fucking fast! I've never seen somebody progress. Yeah. That quickly, and and um, because he's from Florida originally, yeah. right? Yep. And when he first came on, and Gus was like, "Yeah, you know, this is Joey's Intel. You know, let's put him on the team." And we're like, "All right, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. whatever." And we put him on the team, and all of a sudden he's riding for Rip uh, for Quicksilver. Yeah. And he was like, you know, doing yeah. the con the workouts yep. at fifty four. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's riding for Quicksilver, and all of a sudden I'm like, "Holy shit, this fucking guy's ripping!" Like, yeah. what? How'd this happen? <laughs> and then he made the finals of the fucking or, qu- or quarters of. Is it the quarters lowers? or semis of the lowers event that Kelly? That won. Kelly won. Yeah. That Kelly turned pro or yeah. just turned pro. Yep. Yeah. But anyways, he he worked at the shop too. Yeah. Yeah. It was he and I that kind of managed that shop. But another thing that your dad did that was gnarly, that was great for business, and you know, for him, I was like, "What? What are you doing?" Remember when he was uh, tie dyeing shirts for yep. Locomotion? Yeah, and he did the puffy ink. Yep. Yep. Like, back, back. I have them <laughs> in my record line right now. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm no, looking at this insane. going, "How freaking nineties is this?" Yeah. So. That's, but that's but my how, how did he like, do? Do you know the backstory? Yeah. With that? So Tom Gadowskis, the Gadowskis <coughs> brothers' dad, yeah. was ah. the rep for Locomotion. Local yeah. And through that, um, my dad and him became pretty pretty close buddies. And so Tom sells my dad these shirts, and they're all those crazy tie dyes. And he's like, he's like, these things are killing it. He's like, we can't get them fast enough. And my dad just tells him, I could do that. <laughs> Yeah, he's like, it, he just looks at the just shirt. Just paint in the yeah. freaking bucket for. He's like, paint. I can do that. He's like, and then so Tom's like, if you can get me a batch of these, I'll buy them off of you. And so my dad at his surfboard factory, yeah, he just started doing them himself. And so he gets a batch to Tom and shows him. He's like, these are better than the ones we were getting from the other dude. He's like, okay, here, here's an order. So my dad sets up like eight washers and dryers and starts hiring all these ladies that live in the town to come and do all yeah. do all the shirts for him and he ends up just killing it for that season of the 80s with all the day glow it happened for a stuff. long time yeah he was doing it for a really long time yeah and it it killed it man like he bought a motorhome he bought dirt bikes and <laughs> like all all the fun stuff that we wanted like that's where that's yeah. where we were able to do all that but yeah. you're you know you're talking about the bolsa store and then moving to sunset and mm-hmm. like you know dad shaper like old school all the surf shops were just yep. kind of board shops and, yeah you know but within kind of that you know short period of time yeah you know you're moving now you got to fill the store with like more touristy and like you know yep. clothing stuff and then you get to main street it's like a whole nother oh it's a whole like, other like game. a whole nother yeah. business yeah you know like yeah, yeah you gotta have boards and you gotta be authentic and yep. you want to you know push your label but yep. you gotta be but, now but yeah. the the fucking go for it attitude of your dad <laughs> like yeah taking so my, my dad had a huge like transition yeah my dad had a huge transition from when he was young to like when he married my mom like 
there was like he was a very very wild man <laughs> when he was young and he became a christian and his life got turned around where he wasn't as gnarly as he was but there was moments where you would see that side of him come out and it would only come out if something was like he didn't drop a seven five on <laughs> no five minute no if <laughs> someone if someone snaked me in the water or uh, was like you just know, a kook something like that or yeah. or to my mom or something like that it was like like, yeah, my dad's a badass. He's a badass. Yeah, yeah. Because he's yeah. a big guy. He's dude. a big guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, <laughs> you know, that side of him, when push would come to shove, especially like you know whether or not his family's gonna eat, he's gonna do everything he can. Yeah. So that's something really cool that I've learned from him. Yeah. Like you know, sometimes you gotta swallow your pride, or sometimes you gotta just fight for yeah. what you want. It's just it's just awesome to see it was awesome to see the how how just like go for it yeah with business he was like yeah. he would just make shit happen yeah you know things an opportunity would come and he would fucking maximize that opportunity yeah yeah so well, when I would be stoked for you guys to do an interview oh with him. like dude, it would be so yeah, sick we have to we he have has to. so many stories dude like you don't don't even know no we will. <laughs> We will, and we, I mean, we love that generation too because of just the all the different phases throughout like our yeah. industry and just yeah. life in general, and yeah. like how much knowledge and and like you said, like it was a ghetto boy like network. Like yeah, there really wasn't was. a lot of yeah. shops, and everybody encouraged each other. Like, dude, yeah, I'll help you. You know, as long yeah. as you're what's well, helping funny. each other pop up shops like in another yeah. town. Yeah, you know, we like, we didn't know that the South Bay was kind of the epicenter of board building. Yeah. You know, with yeah. Greg Knoll and yep. Jacobs yeah, and that's, Bing, and you're just like, That's what? California's, you know, that's our our mecca. Yeah. You know, of surfing. Yeah. That's where it all started. That's, yeah. That's where their heritage, all of it is. That's where everyone learned to shape. Yeah. Like, I bet if there's a lineage, it would all point to the know, South Bay. To there, and then it will just all branch off up yeah. and down the... the the whole California yeah. coast. Yeah, because your dad, you know, the glass, the glassing factory, what was it? Was it different? Was mm. it called different? Sacral glassing. Sacral glassing. Yep. And yeah, he would shape or glass for a bunch of different people. Yeah. Right? Yep. Like, yeah, that's how, that's how it started. He was just going to do glassing and he wasn't getting enough glass work. So he was like, okay, I'm going to start making boards too. So. He, I don't think he shaped a whole lot of boards before Bullet. Yeah. But he knew enough. Like, he shaped a lot of boards for himself and his friends. Yeah. And they all really liked his boards. And um, even um, he made friends with Craig Sugihara. And he was making... TNC. He was making town and country boards wow. when Craig first started town and country. You're kidding so, me. Mm-mm. Epic. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. So Craig oh. came over and was visiting... Um, Greg Knoll, and so Greg was introducing Craig to everybody um, at the factory, and Craig just threw it out there, like, any of you guys ever want to come to Hawaii? And my dad's like, I'll come. <laughs> and so he, he hit him up, and then he ends up staying in literally like a shack in someone's backyard, and Craig's like, here, you can make a couple boards. My dad shaped like quite a few boards. He ended up staying longer, and 
under the label under town and country label wow some of the first town and countries my dad helped craig make. are you freaking kidding me such a small world yeah so crazy yeah and then i ended up shaping for town and country did you yeah (laughs) yeah for like three or four years i think i was like doing it like um kind of like a licensee with them yeah wow so i haven't we haven't talked about this that much but uh I wanted to talk about me sleepwalking off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> this guy is so bad. Yeah. He is. Yeah. It that, was was, a, that was gnarly. LaFonda. How old were you? I, I would have 13 been, or 14? No, younger than that. I younger was, than that? Yeah, because that was still that, that pink board, my very first board. Um, Holy shit. Because remember, um, Mike Janos was on that? Yeah. Um, he ended up getting a couple photos of me, and then you wrote an article, and it got in the Orange County Register. I did? Yeah, you wrote like a little uh, thing about it, and there was a photo of me f- from that trip. I don't even remember that. Yeah. Wow. I have it. You're kidding yeah. me. You have to send yeah, me you, a- you wrote it in, you sent it in to um, the Orange County Register. <laughs> And they ended up printing it. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. this marketing guy over here. I yeah. have no idea. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways. That is, that is hilarious. Yeah. Laura, you've heard the story. So, yeah. we went on a bullet surf team expedition down to La Fonda. La Fonda. <laughs> Mexico. Yeah. And, I don't know, we probably had 30 people. Yeah. So 20 my, to 30 people. My dad had... We had our motorhome, mm-hmm. so I think our whole family was in that. Yep. And then we met up with all you guys, and in caravan. How down many there. car loads of, of guys was that? At least four or five. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Like, I just remember like the whole like cliff top was like all people we knew. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was pretty classic. So, and, and your dad was a Christian, and he didn't yeah. drink anymore, right? Like, yeah, he's never drank since yeah. you. Yeah, since I've known him. Yeah, yeah. So, but we were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All you guys were drinking. We were guys, partying. Were you guys in high school at the time? Like, how old I were think you? We were in high school. Yeah, or just out of high school. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but we're partying, and everyone goes to bed. And I woke up in the middle of the night and... To go pee? Like outside the tent? Or what, what? don't even know. I woke up in the middle of the night and I opened my eyes and I'm looking at the ocean. I'm on the beach. I, I passed out yeah. up top. Yeah. You know? And if you guys know La Fonda, it's a, it's, it's a sheer drop. Yeah, it's a good in, 80 In foot most places, cliff. you know? It's a good 60 to 80 foot drop from the top of the... Yeah. yeah. Campgrounds. Yep. And I woke up in the middle of the night, maybe like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I'm on the beach. So nice. On the beach. Yeah. Not at the campgrounds up top, but on the beach, yep. on the sand. And I, and I, and it's the full moon and it's glistening over the ocean. And I, and I'm like, whoa, I must be dreaming. What? And then I go back <laughs> to sleep. Gnarly. I go back to sleep. Yeah. And then... Boom, I wake up, you know, maybe another 45 an hour, and I, I wake up, I'm like, holy shit, I'm still here. Yeah. Like, I must have, you know, walked must have down, walked the, down cliff. the cliff. And I stood up, and I 
almost fell because I was fucked up. Like, yeah, you had a concussion for sure. Yeah, so I, I, I stood up and I'm like looking around and I'm looking up the, the cliff and I like put my hand on my head and my, my forehead was sticking out from my face. That's gnarly. And I feel a gash on my on my forehead yeah. and a hole in my ass from hitting the, the cliffs. Yep. And I realized, holy fuck, I sleptwalked off the cliff. Yep. And I... In the middle of the night in I, La Fonda, La Fonda Mexico. Figure out, okay, I got to get back up there, right? Yep. So I, I, I didn't break anything, but I was thrashed. Yeah. And I went up, made it back to the... Gus's car. Yep. And I'm knocking and he's like he's like, dude, just get in the car. Go to sleep. Yeah. And I'm like, Gus, you know, I yeah, think yeah. I fell off the cliff. And he's like, shut up, get in the car. And I and door opens, the lights come on. Yeah. And Gus looks at me, he's like, Ah he starts screaming, Fuck! Fuck! You know, like yeah. and Rob Wilson was in the car with him. Yeah. He's like, it's 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 dark out. He probably looks worse than he is. Just yeah, go yeah. to sleep. And I, and Rob looks at me and goes, dude, I'll go get Ed. Yeah. And then I walk into Ed's camper and Ed was like rubbing his eyes, you know, all sleepy. Yeah. And he looks at me. He's like, you got to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> Need an adult in the room to like call it out. Yeah. Yeah. To, yeah. And Gus fucking drove me to the hospital. Yeah. To that scripts. Was... Had to go through, you know, and he was like way more uh, like scared than I was. Really? Yeah. That's the wrong person to drive you to the hospital. Yeah. Man. So he's driving like a hundred miles an hour. Don't go to sleep. Yeah. Don't go to sleep. You're going to die if you go to sleep. You yeah. know, he's like yeah. tripping. I'm like, dude, I won't go to sleep. Like, yeah. shut up. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, I fucking, yeah. I got like 36 stitches on the outside of my eye and like six stitches on the inside. And I had like... Uh, I, I guess I must uh, you guys took a photo and I'll show you the photo but it's like f the dude that took the photograph he's on top and everyone's sitting at the yep. bottom Yeah. and um, if I would have walked either so, side like couple feet to the left couple feet to the right dead Lyndon wouldn't be here I would be dead yeah it's gnarly it was crazy yeah, yeah it's insane but uh, the show's not about me yeah well <laughs> All that to say, though, like, those times are so big in my mind. <laughs> they were just, like, legendary, you know? You and Gus and Bobby Clean, like, so That's many right. of you guys were just, like, I looked up to you guys because I was, I didn't know any other surfers. Like, I, I knew of Tom Curran, yeah. you know? That was the only other surfer I knew of you know <laughs> and so like seeing you guys surf and like you guys were so like just rad to be around like it's funny rad that was like a word i learned through linden you know i'm a little kid and that's like the new cool wor word i say that's bitching rad. yeah rad, and rad. gnarly but those, you know? those but, mix trips like yeah it was so loose to get down there all oh, the time yeah, yeah. like i remember I was in junior high, and, and Chuck Allen, who ran the Huntington Beach Surf Team, mm -hmm. he would take... And it's the same, right? He, yeah, well, and it's the same, too, but he would take the whole, like, like 100 kids down down there. Like, yeah. you know, hey, everybody's, you know, we came with our parent, you know, dad and, like, other, you know, families yeah. and stuff, but they would have 
like Roman candle wars and yeah and, and yeah. like they, they'd set up a field and they would do skyrockets <laughs> at each other and throwing cherry yep. bombs at each other I mean yeah. you're talking about like 50 freaking high schoolers yeah you know kids yeah and it was like how like nobody died <laughs> yeah. or yeah. you know got yeah. hurt, seriously hurt, hurt worse right I know yeah, yeah it's pretty gnarly so go go back to you sorry about that no but, no, um, no. Well, that, that's a huge part of my up, upbringing, being around guys like you, and, you know, so that was fun. So, uh, who was your first sponsor? Uh, first sponsor was Body Glove. Nice. So, I was so tiny, and when I, like, actually started surfing, um, my dad carried Body Glove wetsuit at, at the shop, and so um, I needed a suit, and they they didn't have one small enough, so they... They, I remember my grandpa took me to Body Glove and they did like the measurements and stuff. Wow. And custom. then, yeah, I got my suit and um, on the inside it said it was five X's. It's like one, two, three, four, five X small. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. And those suits are so bad. Just, I mean, every, like, all these suits custom make you a suit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and was it overlock or was it? It was overlock, oh. but it was the coolest thing. Because it was, you know, it was like this aqua blue, and it was just so rad. And my my first suit was an overlock peak when it when it came, yeah. you know, the pink, the blue, the you know, yellow, whatever that yep. tricolor was. Yeah, rat. I mean, tore up. Yeah, and then quickly after was like, you know, victory wetsuits glued in blind stitch, yeah. and it yeah. was like, but the, the but the rubber didn't stretch. Nope. You know, the kids had the zippers, and the, the you know, still had the zippers to get through. Yeah. But I remember getting. The grocery bags, yeah, you know, the plastic grocery bags to yeah. like sl- get it, to slide it Do over your legs. feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're it's that bad. They're so bad, but and rash guards. Just I have scars <laughs> in my armpits from from those suits. Still, yeah, yeah, it's pretty gnarly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Body Glove was my first sponsor, and then um, yeah, Lin- uh, not Linden, you're Linden, <laughs> um, Joey. Joey Zintel, when he was trying to get sponsored by Quicksilver, and then later on when he was, he started taking me to the Quicksilver workouts. Sick. And, um, yeah, I was just like, okay, I want to ride for Quicksilver, you yeah. know? Like, jo- uh, Joey rides for Quicksilver. I want to ride for Quicksilver. And um, eventually, um, ended up getting a sponsorship with them and rode for them till I was like 18. Damn. Yeah. Yeah, so from like... Can we, can we talk about how rad those workouts were, though? Like how were. ahead of their times, you know, they would they would bring down, you know, wallet full of, you know, envelope full of, you know, hundreds. Yeah. And, you know, be styling, styling out kids and, and, you know, food and yeah. tents. And it's, you know, local pros, yeah. you know, big pros if they're around and all the kids. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, it was kind of an open dis- uh, division. So you were surfing against... You know, you're yep. so programmed to surf within that, like... Your age. Your age group, yep. you know, you're up and plus yeah. minus, but, you you know, you're surfing with the bigger guys and, yeah. and you know... Yeah. Just... That was that was such a huge, like, form, formative time in my life because yeah. it was, like, surfing against all of those guys. You were probably at a lot of those because yeah. you rode for Quick at the time. But, like, I, I really wanted to ride for Quicksilver so bad. And I would go... It was probably, like, two years I went to those, probably. It seemed like it, at least. Yeah. And, um... I remember, um, who was running the team? Do you remember? Yeah, it was, uh, Bobby Rob. it was Wooly. Wooly. Yeah, and, was still running the team. Wooly and Robbie Todd. Robbie Todd. And so 
at the end of one of the contests, Wooly's like, hey, Ryan, stick around. Um, let's go surf after. And I was like, oh, what? Okay, cool. <laughs> um, so he, like, pulls me pulls me aside, and we go and surf. We're catching some waves. And then we're sitting out back, and he's like, you want to ride for Quicksilver? And I'm like, yeah, I'd be stoked to ride for Quicksilver. He's like, all right. And um, I remember him telling me, he's like, he's like, dude, he's like, I want you to ride for Quicksilver because of who you are. He's like, I don't care how you do in contests. I don't care about any of that. I just, I just want you to, to surf and have fun and don't worry about any of that stuff. And I always thought that was so cool, like, thinking back to that. Yeah. Like, because especially now, like, I don't think there's any team managers who are saying that. Yeah. You know? No. So. And, and I think they knew they needed to have a... But it took you a year and a half before... It seemed like it. I would have to really think back, but, I mean, I was... I was going to those things like all the time yeah. like, before I actually because I think that's even cooler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, you had to kind of prove yourself and your dedication to the team. Yeah. You know, yeah. of wanting to be on the team and like it was like that was like a graduation too. Like coming from you know, like I said earlier, like you surf seal, you surf balsa then you surf the pier yeah and then going and surfing newport like newport thumps you know and i remember one of the most embarrassing things i ever had happen (laughs) was the horn blows and everyone's supposed to paddle out and i'm paddling out and a set's coming and this wave's like ready to break on me and i turned around and i paddled in and then i stood up and i jumped over it and when I came in, like, everyone was high-fiving me. Because <laughs> I, I was such a grom. Like, I was, I was tiny that, like, I got away with it, you know? Yeah. Where, like, had I been a couple years older, I probably, oh, yeah. probably would have got thumped for it. You'd probably but, like, never go back to another no, workout. No. Yeah. But they all saw it from the beach knowing, like, how hammered you would have got. Yeah. You know, like, if you yeah. did try to commit to yeah. make it, you know? Yeah. It, it was hilarious, though. I just remember, like, being like, it's it's cool to it's crazy right like when you think about who told you that richard wolcott yeah right yeah who, who eventually became this you know volcom founder yeah and yeah. another huge brand yeah that stemmed out of quicksilver yeah yeah and well, that was cool it's such a small world mm-hmm. right and not too many people in this world have had that experience of you know yeah yeah. Getting put on a team by Richard Wolcott. Yeah, and what another cool thing is like, yeah, you know, we got to reiterate, you're from, you're not from the beach. No, you know, <laughs> yeah, you're from inland yeah. Cerritos, yeah. which is cool to hear. Yeah, that you know, yeah, you had enough talent to yeah. fucking make it to the Quicksilver yeah. team. The Cerritos thing. So I grew up in Cerritos, which is like 30, 30 minutes to Seal, forty five to to Huntington. And it bugged me. I, I I did not like that that that's where we were from. Yeah. And my family, especially once we opened the shop on Main Street, like we really wanted to move to Huntington. That was that was our plan. And the way that the economy was, and I think my dad had taken um, a second on on his house, and it just they wouldn't have been able to pull it off even if they sold their house to like actually be able to move to Huntington. So and crazy. so. They just made it happen. Um, I ended up becoming really close friends with um, uh, Justin Harchark. And um, 
he let me use his address to go to Marina High School. <laughs> so that that was cool because I got to be on the surf team, and I remember surfing against you uh, my freshman year. You nice. were you were probably a senior, and um, it was I like, don't know. It was like the first event of the year on Southside, and I was like, no way, that's Larson. He's in my heat. <laughs> I'm on Marina Kooks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait, so I didn't know that you did that. Yeah. So how would you get to school? Yeah, I thought you're, now so, that you mentioned it, I thought your parents did move, Yeah. you know, yeah. to Huntington. It's so funny thinking back on it because at the time, it kind of messed me up in the head a little bit for a while because it was like Justin and Jason's parents, like they were went out of their way to let me do that, yeah. you know, and they put their name on the line. You know, to where like, if they if, if I got caught that I didn't actually live at their house, yeah. like they I don't know if they'd get in trouble or no, what. I mean, I don't know. I've how, heard how that shit really like works. that where people go to jail for doing. But that. <laughs> so my dad's factory. Remember where Victory was? Yeah. On um, what was that? Um, Chemical Lean. McFadden. Yeah. It so it was production my, chemical. There were all those like. Yeah, Graham and McFadden. Yeah. So my dad's factory was right there. And oh, we Marie, moved it from Paramount. And, yeah. And Marina High School was like walking distance from there. Oh. So my dad would just drop me off. My freshman year, my dad would just drop me off. And then um, I would walk over. Shit. And then, build a little studio in the, in the shaving bay. Yeah, exactly. You know, resin heads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I would literally go, I'd go straight to the factory and either shape boards or I would, he would drop me off at the beach. So it worked out. Yeah. And then as soon as I got my driver's license, I would just drive. Yeah, you know, which is hilarious because being on the surf team. What time are you, what time are you supposed to be at the beach? Six six fifteen. Six fifteen. Yeah. Okay, I'm go- coming forty five minutes further, and I'm sixteen years old. Like, yeah. dude, that was pretty gnarly waking up that early, and then I'd have a good amount of time until then, until like school actually started. You know, so yeah, that was that was. Pretty yeah, because you you could pretty much surf you know as long you know as long as you wanted as long as you could get into class in time yeah i'd be like how quick can i change and yeah. grab a donut at the donut shop and slide right yeah in. you want to hear something else that's really gnarly is so marina didn't have um surf pe and so justin and jason, <coughs> jason hartcharik's mom she worked out a deal where um justin and i were able to do surf pe with edison what yeah so we were two marina guys doing P- surf PE with the whole Edison surf team. Huh. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. It was gnarly. But Marina didn't have a they surf did, class? They didn't have it yet. That's crazy. Yeah, they never they never had it when I went there. And so um it was it was pretty classic. Like at first those guys hated us. They would snake us and stuff. And then um later on those they all we all got like really cool with each other. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Like Jesse, because you Jesse, surf good. Well, was, uh, Jesse Evans. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of <laughs> it. It boils down to your, you know. Yeah, but imagine they, how they, they like, eventually uh, have to let you in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, the, the 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 best guys at what no matter what school, Edison or Marine or Huntington, like you're pretty much competing at WSAs or NSSAs yeah. anyway. Yeah, you know, we so were. you know you got the school setting and you got your like surf class. You know, like yeah. those kind of fr- groups of friends, and you have the guys that are like you know yeah you're, you're seeing more often and you know yeah hanging yeah. out. Yeah, but if you didn't surf good, even though you did surf all those contests, yeah, you still wouldn't be let in. No, am yeah. I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. 
it, it does help. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it helps. I, I think it helps. But I think just, I don't know. It, so it, was, that, it was fun. So the heart checks for your like, sparring partners, pretty much. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Justin was like my best friend uh, from like sixth grade up until like about 10th grade. What a trip. Yeah. And um, did he ride yeah. cycles too? No, he rode for Channel Islands. Yeah. Yeah. They, they They're rode, pretty hardcore yeah. Channel Islands. Yeah. Still, yeah. right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. Yeah. But um, yeah, those guys are awesome. Any uh, like family trips? Like I know you talked about going to Mexico. Like where, where else did you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I loved going to Mexico. Um, my parents got a motorhome and then I had a, a good crew of dudes. Uh, Justin, uh, Damon Keene, Mikey Riley um gosh uh aaron cook i don't know if you remember him i kind of remember um, aaron cook a bunch of those guys and um my dad would take us all to mexico all the time we'd surf k38 and um we started surfing um is it k37 there's like that bluff yep um k37 and a half yeah k37 and a half and there's kind of like a little slab out there yeah and um i remember my 13th birthday we, we went there and my, my dad had us go out and like he ran heats for us and it was just us. It was so rad. And we did trips like that all the time. And then um, moving forward, um, yeah, I ended up going to Hawaii. My dad took me and my brother and Justin to nice. Hawaii. Um, Winter the, or summer? Yeah, the North Shore. It was like spring. Yep. And um, I remember seeing Kalani out at a Rockies VLAN v. yeah this was when he was like on Billabong like super like grump. just just like starting to like come out on everyone's radar and he was he was killing it like it <laughs> so, so good um uh James Labrador yeah oh Labrador he, yeah he was out there and my That's dad had gym. made him some boards and then um because you had a TNC connection already, so it's like you guys... It wasn't that. It was... I think he was kind of competing, hmm. and... Um, he used to stay with Rubadub. That was it then. Yeah. Yeah. So my dad made him a few boards, and then, like, we didn't even tell him we were coming there, and he's like, what? Like, Sakels? And then he got us into waves out there, and it was, it was really fun. Man. Yeah. That was cool. It's nice to know people. Yeah. Yeah, it helped. We did. We always touch upon uh, the localism aspect of surfing, right? yeah. And you yeah. know, you were saying how Seal Beach to Bolsa mm-hmm. to Huntington and yeah. Newport, like, yep. isn't it crazy? It's like, crazy. I think I came in to surfing like at a time when that still existed, and then like as I grew up to maybe step into that position, it kind of faded away a like, little bit, huh? It, the new pier, at least, it seemed like if dudes got in fights they were getting busted yeah. you know yeah but i do remember um like noah Boudreaux when he was living in, in huntington i remember like my dad would drop me off at the pier i'd walk down and i'd i'd camp out under tower two <laughs> with everybody and else not knowing that that's where like everybody was gonna end up <laughs> and sure enough like everyone was super cool and I remember Noah, I think it was Noah and like Colby Outlaw. They're like, come on, girl, like come surf the outside. So like that was still a thing yeah. where like you didn't just paddle out to the outside. No. You kind of sat and got the reforms on the inside. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty cool to like grow up in an era when that still existed. Yeah. yeah. It's like Tower two. And we talked about this. It's like, that was 
the one spot you can surf all day, but it was yeah. like the South Swells. That was the best spot. Anyways. It was good. But that's where like everybody hung. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. That was just glorified beach days. Yeah. I mean, what other beach break could you like perfect your roundhouse? Yeah. You know? Because it's like a standstill right. And it was good back then too, the way that the sand was. Yeah. Like you could just do roundhouses all day long and then work the inside and get like a full on like pretty pretty poundy like shore break so that was fun yeah shenanigans yeah tower two shenanigans yep. for sure yeah and then as i got older that was a whole like other thing you know like chasing girls down there and stuff <laughs> you know yeah, yeah i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. No, no. um so you're really never had like a real job you just worked at the factory in shape or did you eventually like yeah i mean yeah. Most kids are, you know, scrapping, working at a, 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 you know, shop. I'm sure you had to put in some, some hours there yeah, or just a factory. funny. Like, I was always making boards, and um, there was a couple times where I wanted to, to work at the shop. So I'd be like, oh, I'm going to work at the shop, and I couldn't do it, man. Like, too much sitting around, and you're kind of like, dude, I could have shaped, like, three boards and you know, that, like, six hours or however long it was that I was there. Yeah. Like, I, I could have... You know, did other better things. Time, time spent better. Yeah. Than, you know. So yeah. go go back to when you started working at the factory and you're shaping your first board. Like, how did that go about? Mm, I think best way to explain that would be like I'm like working my way up in contests. Slater, Machado, Shane Beshin are the guys. Yeah. They're all riding the like crazy rockered outboards, and so that's what I want to ride. So every board that my dad would make me, like, I would be in the shaping room with him, and he'd be like, all right, what do you want? I'm like, I want, like, a bunch of rocker in the nose. And, like, you couldn't get that rocker out of a board unless you ordered a blank with extra rocker. Yeah. And so um, I was just being a little punk and being like, no, like this. Like, I want it like that. Narrower, narrower, you know? And he's like, all right well here you do it like show me what you want and so i'd kind of like start sanding away the outline and stuff like that and eventually he started letting me use the planer on on my boards so like doing the rocker and like milling the blank and stuff like that and eventually he's like all right do you want to do it like you actually want to shape one of your boards i was like yeah so he's like okay so you that, screw up, you're buying the blank. <laughs> no, that summer he made me mill, I don't remember exactly how many blanks it was, but he made me like mill to thickness a bunch of blanks. Mm. Um, I think it was like 20 blanks. Wow. And so I learned how to use the planer. And so um, then he let me shape 10 boards total that were going to be sold at the shop. He let me like drop a, a logo that was like Ryan Sakel surfboards, and um, the the tenth board was my board, so so it wouldn't be like a complete piece of crap probably, <laughs> <laughs> but I still have that board, and so I made that board, I shaped that board, he glassed it, and then we took it up to Santa Cruz for a contest and I ended up winning the contest. What? Yeah. And so on the board you shaped on the board I shaped. So on the, on the drive home, my what, dad, what was the contest? 
It was uh, probably a USSF juniors division, probably. I was 14. And so on the drive home, my dad's like, all right, I'm not going to shape you any more boards. You can, wow. You can, shape, you can shape all your own boards. At 14 years old. Yeah. And so I was like, really? He's like, yeah. I'm like, but I want you to shape boards for me. He's like, nope. And he still hasn't shaped me another board. <laughs> Epic. Yeah. What a trip. Yeah. Like, how cool of a story is that? Right? Like, yeah. here you are, you know, at the time, an aspiring contest surfer. Yeah. And your dad's a, a seasoned veteran shaper, board builder. Yeah. And you want what those guys are riding. Yeah. And your dad's yeah. old school, and he doesn't want to do that. Like, yeah. And he knows it doesn't work for everybody. Yeah. Right? Like, he like, knows that, hey, yeah. it's these guys' talent and, and ability. You, yeah. you know, it, not to be harsh, but you're not, not at that caliber, but okay, go ahead. Shape your board. Yeah. And then yeah. You, you shape 10 boards in the last one. How ironic is it that you win the fucking contest? Yeah. It was, it was funny. <laughs> I still remember, like... Just my surprise that it floated. Like, you know, like, you jump jump in the water for the first time on your trip to Santa Cruz. The water's freezing. It's a different feeling already. And then I'm jumping on a board, like, I'm sure you guys know what it's like when you, like, switch shapers. Yeah. You know? Like, boards feel different. Yeah. And that was my first time feeling a different feeling. Yeah. And it was like, whoa, like, this actually feels killer. And I think it was just because it felt different. So you, you didn't know? ride it until you got to Santa Cruz. Yeah, yeah, it was a brand new board. That's risky. funny. Yeah, and yeah. risky. But risky. We were up there early enough to where yeah. it was like a couple days before the contest. Yeah, I think. yeah and you brought it back up. You yeah, the brought the backup board, but it and, was like we said it earlier before. It's like it's all in your head too. A lot, yeah. a lot of times, you yeah. know, the best yeah. board could be the best board for somebody else, but not for you. Yeah, you know, yeah. like and psychologically, oh, the are so crazy. Like, yeah, you could be. You can pick up somebody else that has similar leaders and like size. Yeah. And just that board works for them and not yeah. All, yeah, yeah. all the numbers are correct, but it doesn't feel right. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason it is. And, and it was probably glass on still, right? Yep, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Did you keep it? Yeah. It's hanging in my dad's shop. Yes. Yeah, it's pretty classic. I, sh- I should probably ride it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's tiny, but I could probably still ride it. It's probably like 5'2 or something. So that was the last. He, he never shaped you a board again. No, he never did. And then it was pretty crazy because it went pretty fast from there because, like, word got out that I was, like, shaping my own boards and stuff like that. So I think that that was, like, the, the thing for me, like, before guys started picking up the acoustic guitar. <laughs> In that era, yeah. like that was like my my thing, you know. Like I was a surfer who shaped, so it's kind of um, kind of cool to see how how it helped helped me with like having a career. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, it's so. funny, dude. Like the old time surfers, older generation of surfers, mm-hmm. your PTs and rabbit and those guys mark richards yeah they shaped their own boards they all shaped their own yeah boards. simon and anderson and that's like, what i tell everyone now like every once in a while someone will be like i think i want to shape my own board is that is that lame is that a bad idea i'm like no that's the best idea yeah. because one could turn into something that you really enjoy doing yeah. and there's so many directions you can go with it especially now you can become a guy who hand shapes you could have fun on the computer like you know getting cuts done 
And then um, if it's one of those things that's not your thing, the next time you get a board, you're going to appreciate it. You're yeah. going to appreciate how much, you know, your shaper put into making that board. So I think that's the best thing. I think everyone who surfs should at least try shaping. Yeah. Have you ever shaped the board, Lark? Nope. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I yeah. kind of went over some sandpaper and some, you know. Yeah. Some Fix no. the dig? No, no, no. I, I mean, I, I mean, I, I wanted to give yeah. it a touch up, a little touch up. Yeah, yeah. that was screwing it up. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Took a cheese grater to the rail. Pretty much, like, yeah. I did <laughs> like the, Xanadu. Like yeah. Xanadu. Yeah. I did a little bit of that, you know. But yeah. no, I, and I appreciated the shapers and everything. I just, yeah. you know, I was just like, dude, this is your craft. I wouldn't, you know, I rarely nitpicked, you know. Yeah. I, you know, give them the yeah. feedback of like what worked good and yeah. the best of my knowledge of giving them feedback but yeah. i'd be like look this is what i feel and you know yeah. based hopefully on the feedback that you can make those adjustments for and sure I, I think about it a lot like man i wonder how much further i could have made it had i not shaped my boards because i was learning to shape while i was learning to surf learning yeah. to compete you know yeah. at 14 dude that's like yeah that's jj's age yeah you know like to think back of of you making a board at 14 years old that's like so young yeah there's not a lot of guys who've who've done it that young there there are yeah a good handful of them you know um tyler that dude out of uh tyler warren tyler no Smith? tyler hazikian oh yeah, yeah um he's out of the south bay yeah um he started shaping when he was really young. He has such his dad's a shaper, right? No, I don't think so. Um, he has like a really cool story of like just being a kid that grew up close to the beach and wanting to do it and like having that kind of like hot rod mentality of like, okay, like I can do this, yeah. you know? And he did it. Um, yeah, probably Tyler Warren. Um, yeah, there's a lot of guys now. Yeah. You know, Ryan Birch. Oh my gosh, that guy's insane. Yeah. Seems um, like it's really became popular in the last like you know five ten years is like the, the hand shape like you said it everything went like you know machine and this and, yeah. and high performance and then yep. that last like yep. decade were kind of yeah you know retro free surf and just yeah. variety and what's yeah. hilarious is like i just remember the backlash to to the machine right and like everyone thinking like oh now everyone's gonna try and be a shaper and you know and you don't really see that there's yeah. a couple brands out there that they're kind of killing it and that's how the guys got started but mm. like other than maybe like maybe two oh dude by like matt Myolis was like one of the first to embrace it and yeah. vocally where everybody else would be like no i'm not doing it and try to you know yep. keep it under the radar and yep. he's like dude this is going to help like the evolution of surfboards and, and shaping yeah. and tech you know and yeah. like but he, he was not it took me a long time not to, easy to embrace it yeah uh, my dad was really against it you yeah. know and i remember you know justin and jason they rode for channel islands and i remember like early early on you'd have a pencil mark every foot on a board that came off the cnc machines back then they were like pretty crude machines yeah and i remember like kind of chuckling like haha your board is made off a machine and now like looking back it's like it's a tool, you know, yeah. especially like had I been using it as a tool when I was younger, I could have had a lot of consistency with my boards, which that's what I lacked back then, but that, you yeah. know, and that's, that's the other thing too, is that's what makes a good shaper. Like 
honestly, you guys, you guys could shape a board and you'd have a lot of fun on, on like a fish or like a grovelly board, yeah. you know, that you shaped yourself. But can you, can you recreate that exact same board by hand again? So that's what I think is the difference between like, you know, these, these kids that are making these kind of like groovy alternative one-off, one-off boards. Well, you look at the next five, 10 fish that they shape and it's like, looks nothing like the first one, Yeah, you know? So I, I think there's, there's a lot to using the machine as like a, a tool, I think. For sure. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of people that embrace or use the machine for consistency and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe just to keep up with the demand. Yeah. But they're all hand shaped. I mean, almost every shaper we talk to is still yeah. like, yeah, I do a ton of hand, you know, shaped boards still, yeah. you know, like yeah. it's not. Well, one of the funniest, one the one of the funniest things I think is like, what's the most soulful surfing you can do? Big wave surfing. Okay. At pipe, there's probably maybe two to five guys in the water with hand shapes versus every other board is a precise Takoro, uh, you know, some Hawaiian shaper that's getting their boards dialed in, yeah. like hitting exact numbers, um, you know, and and look at the guys at Jaws, like all of those boards are off the machines, yeah. you know? So yeah, yeah you when you're you, playing with those kind of yeah. numbers or or consequences, yeah, dude, yeah, and sure. you that's your livelihood, and yeah, and then you got the guys on the hand shaped fishes and two foot waves, yeah, you know, and they're like, so unless you're Jamie O'Brien on a soft top, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm mean, gonna come back to, it, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it, I mean, that's what we talk about the just all the demographics and like subcultures within surfing now yep. you know where yeah you know we, we grew up in the era where you know the the dads you know before us the generation before us were mm-hmm. kind of just not really the hot dogs but they you know yep. they were kind of a little past that point in return we grew up in the hot dog era yep i mean i would have never i'm i would never had a fish growing up i'd be like that's yeah. lame yeah you know like so- it just I don't know. It just was, we wasn't in our wheelhouse because no. we we're so focused on like high performance. Yeah. The nineties surfing is six to 18 yeah. and a quarter, two yeah. and eighth. Well, that's how my dad was. I remember wanting to make myself single fins and fishes and boards with resin color and stuff like that. And he's just like, what? Yeah. Like, like, why? And I'm like, it looks really cool. Like I, you know, I just want to make make one of those. They look really cool. Like the outlines are so <laughs> sick on single fins. Yeah. And, you know, and he's like, he's like, I'll do it, but you're not gonna like it. You know, and I did like it. Yeah. It, it felt different. I really enjoyed riding those type of boards, but to him, it's like, why would you go backwards? Yeah. Your board's gonna be heavier. Your board's gonna be like tight. You know, you're not gonna be surfing yeah. as fast. Well, it's so, funny because kind of interesting. It, yeah, it's interesting, and it's also like. With the thought process of of what people are ordering and what the trend is, yeah. right? And when you're a business owner, right? Yeah. And if you think in business wise, it's like, wait, we moved past that phase of of pigment dye and yep. you know thicker rails and single fins. Like, yep. we're in this mode now. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. hard for like. Yeah. No, it, it was funny. It was a funny time because I was you trying know, to. Trying to make those and trying to sell them at the shop, and 
I'm like, Dad, they're going to sell. They're going to sell. Yeah. And he's just like, I don't think so. And sure enough, they didn't. Huntington is not the place, or at least it wasn't back yeah. then. Yeah. When, when I left Seiko and I started working at the ZJ Boarding House, and then I worked there for like a year or something like that. And then I worked at HSS. Yeah. And I, you know, I, that's where I met him, yep. Lar, late night. And, and um, when we opened up that, the boardroom, the safari oh, yeah, room, yeah, yeah. every single board yeah. was pretty much the same fucking thing. Yeah. From every single yeah, shaper. shaper. Outside yeah. of a few step ups, it was pretty much carbon yeah. copies, but in different lengths. And, yeah. And, like, no, and no models. There was, there was models, yeah. but there was just uh, different logos, you know? I yeah. want the yeah whatever the, the oh, rusty yeah, 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 yeah. the yeah. rusty whatever was the the same thing as the Channel Islands you know okay the the differences were the logos but the dimensions were all the same yeah you know what I mean yeah like but everyone like we're in an era of like every six months every manufacturer is releasing a new model yeah right yeah and so like back then other than the flyer that was really the only only model I really knew of. It you was know? it was crazy because because you were selling them so you kind of know yeah because we to had the, to the average consumer it didn't seem like they had models right. at that time that at that highest point when I was working there and we were selling fucking so many Merricks right and yep. so many Rusties and Xanadus and sh- it was crazy mm-hmm. how many boards but Channel Islands was the best selling board for yeah. for a while yeah. But, you know, it was mostly flyers, but then they had, like, MBB, mm-hmm. and they had a couple different models. But, like, like you're right. It wasn't K-board. a lot. And then K-boards, you yeah. know? Yeah. But, yeah, but they were all, and every single person kind of, like, wanted the same thing. Yeah. You know, 6'2", 18 and a quarter, 2 yeah. and 8. Like, yeah. that was the... Well, if yeah. you looked at the board reviews or the board, you know... The mags when they did the board write-ups, mm-hmm. you know, and all the shapers on those like you know four yeah, you or five pay, pages. You pay you two hundred fifty bucks and you get a photo of your board. And, and, and you look yeah. at those. I mean, yeah, of course the consumer is going to be you know because they're mostly putting like their best guy. Like, oh, this is what X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z surfers ride. And yeah. It's yeah. like those same dims bite. You know, yeah. it's just over and it was a different air spray and different logo. Yeah. And yeah. did you ever ride somebody else's board? Yeah. Yeah, so that's a good uh, question, Lar. Why did you think of that one? Uh, <laughs> because this show's all about you. <laughs> so what? What? No, I remember. Um, I remember grabbing one of Tom Resvan's. Um, I think it was his. One of his Pesh boards, and it was too long for me. It was like a six zero, but I remember I really liked it, and I learned a lot just from just checking that board out. Hmm. Um, I still think that guy's probably one of the best shapers in this area. Yeah, Pesh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Law used to ride for him. Yeah. yeah. And his shop wasn't on the beach either. Like, it was <laughs> oh, way yeah. up in yeah, spring off of Rosecrans and Beach, like deep. Yeah. Yeah. I think they grew up in like Downey or something yeah. like that. Um, but yeah. Um, it surprises me. checked out a lot of boards. And then. Um, you ever ride I think Channel I'm, Islands? I think I'm skipping ahead a lot, but. Um, once I became friends with uh, Macaulay Jones, mm. I got to ride a lot of his boards because we were the same size yeah. and I was making him boards and so he'd trade in boards and so he was traveling a lot. So um, 
Peter Daniels. He he got a mm. lot of Peter Daniels boards. Um, that guy used to surf for Aloha or Rusty or Rip Curl. Rip know. Curl. Rip Curl. Yeah. yeah. So he was on the search. Um, and then um, I got a bunch. Of, every time I went to South Africa, I'd yeah. order some. Yeah, he rode Manamis. Um, yeah. For a long time, he rode Manamis. Um, Pang. He would just get boards from everybody. When you were, yeah, yeah, when you rode, he'd probably, you know, rode for a label, right? That yeah. like, or board Got, yeah. company that had yeah. a bunch of shapers underneath mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty cool because um, becoming friends with him is classic. So here's a guy, he has a house on Rocky Point, and then he'd come to California and he'd stay with me in Cerritos. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing, dude? Yeah. I'm like, really? You want to come stay at my house in Cerritos? And yeah. So we'd, we'd go, uh, just... So you guys are good friends. Yeah, yeah. He is, like, my best friend for the longest time. Just, we grew up together. Like, because he was homeschooled. I was, like, just freshly out of, out of high school and just pursuing surfing and shaping. And we were the same age, like, you know, doing the same thing. What a trip. Yeah, so... Um, but he I, would stay would go, with you in Cerritos at your parents' house. Yeah, yeah. But we were never there. We would just sleep there. Yeah. You know, that's all I was doing at that time. Surfing. Yeah. Surfing. Hey, we're going to Lowers. We're going here. We're going there, you know. You, yeah. 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 And he'd come into the, the factory and I'd shape him boards and he'd be like, oh, what if we did this? What if we did that? You know, and it, was, it was really fun. Yeah. Him and um, Travis Potter. Yeah. Do you remember that guy? Yeah. Yeah. That guy, he was a really good surfer and... Seal Beach. Um, yep, Seal Beach. Charger so, too, right? Yep, yeah. yep. Charge is hard, yeah. I think he still lives in Indo. I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I saw him in the water. I don't even know when it was, but I remember seeing him in the water the past couple, like, five years. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Making comeback visit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say just being around Makala and, like, getting to stay at his house in Hawaii, um, that was... Was, Rocky Point. Yeah, that, yeah, was, he, that was an education. I mean, out, outside of a couple of their houses, that was like one of the hot spots to hang, like, yeah. you know, in front because it's, you know, surf yeah. check right there. Yep. You know, they got their little tree swing and hang out. Yep. And, you know, back then there was no cameras and, yeah. you know, call up and look, call it, how's it look? You yeah. know, like, so that's became, how you get around is either show up or you hopefully had a couple guys answer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, yeah. He was out there every morning. Early. Like, early, early. He'd come wake me up. Be like, dude, go back to sleep, <laughs> or get up. We're going. Yeah. But um, so when I first met Makala, the house on Rocky Point it was just like a I think it was like a three bedroom little tiny house, and then they had plans to build what it is now. And the next year I came back and they were they were still building it. And his dad's like, he's like, we're gonna we're gonna build a shaping room down here under the house. I'm like, what? He's like, if I build one, will you use it? I'm like, wow. Yeah. And he's like, all right. He like hands me a shovel. He's like, all right, start digging. No way. So me, McCalla, I don't know if Daniel was there, but me and McCalla, we dug out underneath the house, a little spot for a shaping room. And um, now Daniel's shaping and he shapes out of there. Wow. But I I shaped so many boards out of that little spot. So crazy. Did you kind of... uh, teach him some tips give him some tips um i did i ended up that was the rule 
So the rule was when my dad taught me to shape that I couldn't teach anyone else how to shape. Oh, really? And I figured with Daniel and Macala, just all they did for me. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, if there's one person I'm going to teach, I'll teach I'll teach Daniel. So your dad told so, you that? Yeah. That was like, I'm going to teach you how to shape. Yeah. I can't teach anybody else. Yeah. Why did he tell you that? I'm not sure. I think he, he had the thought that like... If a bunch of people were shaping, then take away, take away, take away your business. Like <laughs> that's how he thinks. Old school. Well, <laughs> yeah, super it's, old school. It's super old school, and it, and it and it makes sense. But yeah, it's such like, uh, gosh, closed minded, right? Like it's yeah. I think it's a different time. I really, yeah. I really think that's kind of. But there's how other it was. things that I agree. Yeah, you know. Yeah, because. Shaping is such an art and, and not really, you know what I mean? It's not like a business. It is a business, but it's not like a business. Shaping is an interesting thing. You get a guy who's good with his hands. He can build things. He's going to be able to shape a board. Yeah. He's going to be able to shape boards. But it takes someone who either really loves doing it or they see all right i want i i can make money doing this yeah you know so it's not the hardest thing to do yeah um but it's it's one of those things that i think we've kind of lost that kind of core you know kind of prospect you know how like the um the biker gangs you have to like be a prospect first and then kind of work your way up to like being in like we kind of have lost that, you know. Yeah. Where there's guys out there that have made videos on like start to finish how to shape a board. You can go to these places where, you know, you can build a board. They have they have templates already made, every tool you need, and you're paying them for you know an hourly rate. Yeah. So times have changed. Like back in the '80s, had had one of those places owned, it would have been burned to oh, the ground. Yeah, like, just the passing of, of yeah. templates and outline, you know, yeah. like those were like treasure. No, people don't understand that. Right. Like I have rows and rows of templates in my shaping room. That's that's literally they're either handed down from my dad, or they're versions of his templates that I've whittled away at to turn into new templates. Yeah, you know. And then you're just going to take a board I shape and trace it and cut it out. You know, it, there's something about that that's a little bit off. Totally. You know? Totally. Like, I, 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 it's a trip because that happens in, in a lot of business models. You yeah, know? yeah. Where someone sees an opportunity and then they plagiarize it yeah. and then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. create something. But I feel like a true shaper that has a passion has a love that has yeah. authenticity that supersedes any of the other shit that people try to do I, but it does yeah. chip away at the the business and and the market well there's yeah. no quick yeah <clears throat> rich way you know like that's kind of the mentality yeah you know yeah. get rich quick and yeah and you know like this is an art form and this takes years to like yeah you yeah. know fine tune and craft and when somebody's cutting those corners yeah it's like and that's what they kind of say going back to the machines. It's like, oh, they're cutting corners, but it's at the same time. It's like, okay, it's here's, a, here's a glitch in, in, in your dad's uh, request. What about your son? 
Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. He would be so stoked. Oh, yeah. To see that. He'd be like, step oh, aside. Yeah. Step aside, Ryan. Yeah. I'm going to teach your kid how to how to shape. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> yesterday was Father's Day and we were at my sister's house and somehow it came up that movie Surf's Up. Yeah. And uh so funny. She my sister Big Z. Yeah, Big Z. My my sister's like, Dad, have you seen that? And he's like, No, what are you talking about? So we put it on. Oh, and we're so like, Dad, good. that's you. That's so <laughs> funny. Yeah. That's a good classic. movie. Yeah, it was really good. That's so funny. That is yeah. your dad. Yeah. But all that to say, like, it's just things are changing, you know? Yeah. And yeah. like the way things used to be that just aren't that way anymore. Yeah. You know? And go out <laughs> out at, at the pier it's not the same anymore yeah and you got to change with the times and um i'm still really motivated to surf and shape and make new designs like that's that's what i'm excited about now yeah. is, have you sat down with other shapers and, and hones hone some different techniques or whatever mm, i don't know no. Christensen? Not, you mentioned Christensen. Um, so I, I work for Christensen. I do a lot of his pre-shapes. Okay. And um, just working on his boards, I've learned a lot. Yeah. You know? But he's not sitting me down and, you know, kind of Mr. miyagi me and, like, saying, like, okay, like, I put this here for that. And, yeah. You know, like... But you know what to look but, for and you see what you see and you can, yeah, you know, and dissect that. He, he's so respectful of just knowing that I'm already a shaper, I'm already doing my own thing. Yeah. And he's he's not trying to do that, you know? Yeah. That's that's not his goal. Um and I've 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 learned a lot from Chris. He's he's an amazing businessman. Um what he's done with his boards and the way that he he handles his business. Um man, I can't say enough about him. And, yeah. and as a person too, he's he's a really good guy. Like every every time he said he's going to do something with me. He does it, you know? Yeah. So how, how did that relationship evolve? Um, I was working for another brand and um, kind of had a falling out. And so I was like, hmm, like who could I possibly work for? So I gave him a call and he invited me over that day to to just see if, if everything lined up. Yeah. Um, he actually grew up in Cerritos also. Shut the front door. Yeah. Wow. So he's quite a bit older than me. So he, he knew of my dad and then he like remembered me from, um, you know, just growing up surfing and being around. Such a small world. And, what um, a trip. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so I think we were always kind of on each other's radars. And um, when I moved down to North County, mm-hmm. I would bump into him. And he is always just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Super nice. So... Um, just remembered how cool he was and I hit him up and I've been working for him for almost 10 years now. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's doing a lot of boards and like I said, just, I really admire him for his business sense. Well, yeah, he's got, I mean, such a, you know, when you're known for, most shapers are known for a certain type of surfing or surf, you know, shape. He's, he's got like, well, the whole gamut. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like from big from, waves to... From high performance like boards. high performance or... Like high performance, he was like right at the cusp in the 90s. Yeah. Um, and then that transitioned into like um, big wave boards and then also like the fish and long boards and stuff like that. Yeah. Like yeah. He was at the forefront of 
what I was interested in and my dad was shooting me down and saying not to do it, like he was doing it and he did it at the right time, I think. And he became known as like the guy for those boards. Yeah. So Which is really hard to do. Like you said, like the the, the risk, you know. Yeah. Like, and making sure you got those guys confident and comfortable in equipment that are yeah. dialed Finding in. Finding a niche. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 And, hard... and his boards too, like I'll say this about his boards. There's a lot of guys out there that they'll they'll get a really cool looking fish template or a really cool like you know, like like lightning bolt looking pintail or something like that and then you grab the board and it's like it's literally a polished turd you know <laughs> like the glass job is all shiny and pretty but the actual shape isn't legit it's not gonna yeah. work and it's it's just wall art yeah yeah it's wall meant, art. yeah pretty much yeah where his his are so refined and yeah. you know so that's that's the main thing that i learned doing so many of his boards is like how refined his shapes are and so, like, so you motor you know got into moto young with you know like with your family yeah like and like how did you pull that off with surfing growing up and like you know because um, it's two different sports i mean yeah. everybody yeah. kind of does some yeah. sort of outlet like sport or something there's different. a lot of yeah. crossover surfing in moto definitely yeah i think the best way to explain that is like to, to me at least is it's the California lifestyle yeah so I grew up it was surfing going to the desert and riding dirt bikes um, and going to the the lake and being on like a boat and then in the winter time we'd go up to the mountains and like we didn't really snowboard or anything like that when we were little but like playing in the snow so like that's what I consider like the California lifestyle is yeah. like doing all those things within a year you know like um so when i was really little it was like if we weren't going to the beach we were we were going out to the desert and riding dirt bikes and i i think early on i i actually liked riding dirt bikes more than surfing well with, yeah the, it, the speed the excitement that the, the, it was the, it was just so fun and like how old were you when you got into it um so my dad got tristan and shauna my brother and sister bikes little 50s and i wasn't riding a bicycle yet um so i think they were like maybe six wow so i was probably like four <laughs> and just to see if I could do it, he put me on the 50 and I was able to do it. He had to like catch me when I came in. But um, after that, like I would just take turns on their bike. Um, but yeah, I loved it. Like from the moment I, I tried it, I loved it. And then I remember having a gnarly crash. Um, it was me and Tristan and my dad. And we were out, I think it was Lake Mirage. And you know how like you'll like walk into a door and like you'll you'll go like this and as you get closer like you do the dance well we were on a trail and I started doing that with a guy coming at me mm. and I would go this way and he'd go that way and I'd go that way and eventually like he hit me head on oh. so I just remember like laying there and my dad coming and running up and I'm bawling and the guy so the guy is like leaning over me and as my dad ran up, my dad kicked him. <laughs> he just ran and kicked the dude. You idiot. Yeah. And then What are you doing? Trying to kill my son. And then son? he grabs me and I'm just 
I remember I had a bloody nose and stuff like that. And after that time, like I had crashed a bunch of times before that. And, um, but after that one, my dad, like he kind of pulled back from taking us. Mm. I think that one scared him. Yeah. So that was like right around the time that I was getting a lot more into surfing. And I think it was kind of just like, okay, like he can get really hurt doing this. So let's just, let's just go surfing. Yeah. You know? So, um, I stopped riding dirt bikes at probably like, yeah, like 12 or 13 focused on surfing. And then, um, it wasn't until I was in like my like mid twenties. Um, I messed up my knee. I, I like tore my, I think it was my ACL and like a slight tear in my meniscus. And I didn't need surgery. They said I could, um, if I just kind of stayed off of it, it would heal on its own. Yeah. And so, um, I ended up taking about like four months off and I tried to surf and it still hurt and anything I did, it it hurt. And at the time my parents moved and where they moved, you could ride dirt bikes. They moved inland, right? Yeah. Riverside. They moved to Riverside and I was so pissed. And so like, were you still living at home? I was living in um, in Huntington with uh, Jeremy Jeremy Castile. Oh, yeah. So this is like my twenties, and um, so my dad calls me. He's like, "Hey, I can hear people riding dirt bikes like out in the hills behind the house." He's like, "If I get if I get a couple bikes, would you want to go ride?" I'm like, "I'm like, I think I could probably do it." I'm like, "My knee feels better, but it still it hurts when I surf." So he got two bikes and we started riding out there and it, it was the weirdest thing because it so actually... So you took a long pause. Yeah, it was like six months. No, no, from... Oh, from moto. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was it like riding a bike? You just got on it? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I go and I ride and it actually felt good on my knee. Like like just trail riding, like the way that the like suspension would go down, it like... I was like, what the heck? It's like... Cause you're not bending at an angle it's just more yeah like, but. yeah it's just straight up and down and it, like it was probably actually good for my knee and i didn't crash or anything because we were just cruising yeah. and um i like i just got super stoked on it i was i was really excited to go out there and ride with my dad all the time and then i ended up running into um a guy who used to work at my dad's shop um this guy martin little yeah you remember martin yeah um he passed. Yeah, him. he passed away. It's been a few years now. Um, so I run into him, and he's like, oh, what have you been up to? Like, you still, like, surfing guy? I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I've been riding dirt bikes a little bit. He's like, what? He's like, I ride every weekend. Come out with me. And I had never been to a track before. And so I ended up going to a track with him, and, like, that just changed everything. I was like, this is rad. And when you say track, like what kind of track is it jumps and yeah it's like it's a motocross track where it's like a closed course and they have turns and jumps and stuff like that and most tracks have like a beginner track and then they have like the gnarly track Mm -hmm. and so i started out on the the beginner track which is it's mellow yeah you know like no like crazy jumps or anything like that and so i was like slowly working my way up and got really into it Um, was it was it like lowers for you like you get on you're like dude this is like the it, best like because you're riding other trails and it other really things. was like, yeah. you, it, it was because every lap you could do the same jump you could do the same turns and you could practice 
and like you feel yourself every time you ride like progress like, i just yeah. visualize like you know cranking around a turn like a cutback or a car like you yeah. know like hey I, I kind of you know like yeah next time i'm gonna do this and get better you yeah know? yeah and that same thing i did where i would like envision you know like laying in bed envisioning i would do the same thing for With riding moto. yeah <laughs> but but the thing was is like it came at a time where like i was riding for billabong and like i had the best year of my career i was getting a bunch of shots and mags i was getting like video parts in a couple videos and stuff like that and then that's when they like changed their whole marketing to where they were only gonna sponsor like um like international guys it wasn't the like local pros anymore it was, it was a weird transition whereas yeah, yeah. Like, and it was the new billabong after they had split from um hurley, hurley. and um i got cut and I was like 25, I think, and kind of thinking like, oh, I guess my career's over. So like, I was like, all right, I'm just going to cruise and have fun and like make boards and, you know, but. Can we go back a little bit? So mm -hmm. going back to Quicksilver days and surfing contests, now, were you trying to be a pro surfer? I think I figured out that there was a couple different ways of being a pro surfer. There was like doing the QS, trying to be on the, the world tour, or there was like the photo guys. And with... Photo, video. Yeah. And, free surfer. And with, with me, like I really, I really loved shaping boards. And I, I wanted to pursue that and I wanted to get better at it. So I would have to be home a lot in order to, to do that. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I pursued that route of, of pro surfing. So, well, you got job yeah. security, you're building a brand, you got longevity, you know, yeah. like it's, and you know, something you're stoked and good at, you yeah. know, so it just made sense for yeah. sure. How long was your, you said you rode for Quicksilver for, till you were 18. Yeah. Yeah. So it's hilarious to even say it, but like rode for Quicksilver till I was 18, got an offer to ride for HIC when they were doing clothing. And that would have been like me turning pro. So I went to Quicksilver and I said, "Hey, I got an offer. They're gonna give me this much." And how much? Not a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and Quicksilver is like, like that's cool, but what we could do is we could just like go do whatever you want, and we'll we'll pay you back. And so I came back to my dad and told him that's that's what Quicksilver said. We'll throw you in an ad. Not even no. that, probably. Ugh. You know. Um, and he's like, yeah, I don't think so. He's like, he's like, look, they're going to put you in a bunch of ads on, on HIC. You're going to be like the big fish in a small pond, yeah. you know, and plus you'll get, plus you'll get a cash and you'll see your boards in those ads. Yes, exactly. So my dad was seeing it at the time we were opportunity doing, we were doing to promote yourself together, yeah. like promoting the shop, promoting the boards. That's, and that was that's how he was seeing yeah. it, you know? And looking back, I'm like, that was so dumb. Because I could have been traveling and doing so much, and Quicksilver could have and would have paid for it, you know? There was a lot I could have done. Yeah. You yeah. Know? But again, but you needed to be home to shape boards. To, yeah. You know, yeah. develop that craft, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's your trade. Yep. Like, you knew that was going to be your trade. Yeah. It, it was. I always knew that there would come a point where that's what I was going to be as a shaper. Yeah. You know? So. What um, was your first uh, 
photo in the mag. First mag photo? Um, Janice Aragon from um, NSSA called me and she said, hey, um, Outside Kids Magazine called and said that they want to do a thing where they, they need someone to review a bunch of product. Wow. And so they sent me all these wetsuits and all this stuff and I had to wear it and like tell them what I thought of it. And then at the end of it, they, they sent me to Salt Creek and I met up with Flame. And so I shot with Flame for like a morning and they used it in the outside kids stuff. And then Flame ended up putting it in surfing. Nice. <laughs> Double dip. Yeah. So I got, I got a pretty cool little like credit card size shot. And after that, that was when like me and my dad kind of sat down he was like, he's like, you should do that. You should just shoot photos all the time. Yeah. Because, you know, you get a little bit of money for, you know, photo incentives, photo incentives yeah. and stuff like that. And he was, he was probably thinking again, yeah. you know, hey. And it's, you know, Salt Creek is down the street, yeah. Yeah. you know, really. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but how old were you when that happened? I remember I was probably like a sophomore. Yeah. 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 That was fun. Yeah. What a trip. A pretty cool time. And at yeah. that time, yeah, like that. Surfer photo instead of like you know like guy. It was a thing. It was a thing yeah. yeah, for sure. So yeah. H I C. Yeah. So I ended up writing for H I C. Um, and then um, I was making boards for a Japanese surf shop called uh, Murasaki Sports. Yeah. And so um, I rode for them too. Wow. Yeah. So I had. They paid you pretty good. Yeah, they paid really, really good, and um, they bought a lot of boards. Yeah. Yeah. Surfing was blowing up and Yeah. And then um they sponsored Todd Miller to ride my dad's boards. So Oh yeah. They would send us to Japan and I would travel with Todd, which that guy's he was so crazy back then. He was <laughs> he was so fun. He was he was rad. We love Todd. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Todd. We had the whacker on. Yep. <laughs> yep. He would tell me so many stories. He's like, oh, back in the day, they used to call me the Whacker. (laughs) All these stories with, like, Richie and stuff. Yeah. 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 Wow. I I forget that you you did that. I remember it, but I forget it. Yeah. And, yeah, Japan was freaking... I mean, it's kind of crazy because the... We're talking, like, late, mid to late 90s. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, The cool thing was is... Everyone else was getting sent to Japan and like they'd be there for like two weeks and they'd do like a hundred boards. They'd, they'd have to hand shape a hundred boards while they're in Japan. But the cool thing was, is for us, we would just make them at home and we'd, gla- we'd glass them and everything. So that was, that was a lot of, a lot of money for my dad because yeah. he's shaping and glassing and I'm shaping you know, I don't think he paid me hardly anything for those boards, you know, like <laughs> yeah. 30 bucks a board or something. That was like good money for a yeah. 17 year old kid. Yeah. So that was rad. Um, but yeah, that, that was a fun time. Yeah. I got to go to Japan. Oh, man. That was a trip. You so, know, so I had you long for... black or long blonde hair back then. And I remember walking around Tokyo. I had a board bag. It was before they had wheels, so I put my skateboard on the ground and was dragging my board yeah. like through town like that, and I was like tripping. I was like, I feel like I'm in Mars. Like, yeah, 
all these yeah the, the, the surf straps with the board you know on, yeah. on top of the skateboard was yeah. our like transportation yeah like. yeah it's pretty classic but that was... and they were like fiending on surfing and surfers especially a blonde-haired surfer in tokyo yeah yeah it was it was ridiculous <coughs> but it was a lot of fun, man. Yeah. It's a good experience to go, you know, again, you're, you know, they have good waves too, like certain times of the year, just yeah. like everywhere. And yeah. people are like, going to Japan, it's like in there one foot. And I'm like, yeah, sometimes, but sometimes it's really good yeah. too. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. HIC for, for how long? Um, gosh. It was probably maybe like four, four years or something It's a good like long that. time. Yeah. And then um, from there, I rode for Caton. When they were doing their, like, K2, like, own them yeah. before they, like, turned it into K2. Yeah. Um, I think it was, like, me, Ryan Simmons, Hagen Kelly, um, who, maybe Brian Pacheco? Maybe. They had a bit, pretty, yeah, I remember. pretty deep team. Yeah, and we got to stay at the Jerry Lopez house one year. Wow. That was, that was really cool. It was kind of funny, though, because, like, I was already friends, like, really good friends with McCullough, and I remember just being like, I'm going to go. You're not gonna stay here. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it was kind of funny, but um, yeah, that that was a cool time. Um, Yeah, who else rode for them at that time? And were you were you surfing contests too, or mainly shaping? I was mainly shaping. I I was still doing some contests, but like I wasn't chasing the QS. Yeah, you know, I wasn't really trying that. Like I was really excited to surf the US Open. you know, like the Huntington contest and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. It wasn't, I wasn't really chasing. You want to go on a surf trip? Yeah, I want to go on surf trips and stuff like that. Yeah. And what, uh, what video parts did you get? Not a lot, like a lot of smaller stuff. I think you were in one of them when we went down to Cabo. I forget that one. Uh, yeah. It was like you, me, Diva. Yeah. Um, Tom, what was Tom? Tom, what do you call that movie? I forget. Yeah. Yeah, I was filming like real film. Yeah. Yeah, expensive. Yeah, yeah that was who, fun. Who, uh, it's a friend of D-Boss. God, Tom, I'm just drawing a blank. I, was it a movie? Did it come out? I, th- I think. It wasn't big. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very big. But it was mostly magazine shots and stuff yeah. like that. And editorial stuff. Um, a, lot of, a lot of coverage about me being a shaper. Yeah. And, you know. That was pretty rare back then. Yeah. Not a lot of guys were surfing their own boards. Right, right. You know, so. How was it when you're like, you got guys wanting, you know, sponsorship and, you know, like, yeah. Ryan, can you sponsor me? You know, like, yeah. how did that dynamic? Because, uh, you know. Yeah, that was, that was you, interesting. You rip and then somebody's like, hey, can I get your board? I want to ride for you. And you're like, yeah, you're not that good, dude. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's got that's yeah. to be the hard, you Honestly, know, Honestly, there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of that. Most most of the boards and was like are. friends. Like yeah. there was a couple summers I I just remember like walking down to the beach and just like everyone getting in and out of the water was on my boards, you know? So and it, rad. It was rad, but at the same time I look back, I'm like, Yeah, dude, you made like no money doing that. Yeah. <laughs> it was all bro deals, you know? Yeah. But that gets you it, time on, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah. time in the. No, room. I learned a lot by doing that and making boards for those guys. And so. that helps too, like when you get good feedback from different people, you know? Yeah. Like you have your own, you yeah. know, nuances and your own like style, but. Yep. You know, I'm, when I'm you're probably starting... the worst guy when it comes to bro deals. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a. Uh, yeah. A bro deal take advantage yeah. kind of guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I am. 
Yeah. And I know it. And I always will be. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But hey. You pay me and I'll write your board. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So then from HIC to Billabong? Uh, no, it was HIC to Caton. Oh, yeah. Caton. And then after Caton, uh, Billabong. And, and what, then, what, uh, how, how did those sponsorships, like, evolve? It was always something going on with the brand, usually, you know? Like, I think, um, the Caton thing, that was when they, like, sold to, to... K2. K2. And so that whole team went went away and then I think they put everything into Timmy Curran. Um, do you guys remember that era when he yeah. rode for them for a little bit? For Caton? K two. Okay two. Yeah. Oh that's right. Yeah. Yeah. That was brief though, right? Yeah. That was really brief. Taylor Knox. Yeah. Or no, he won that K two challenge. Challenge. And yeah. then they, yeah, and then they yeah. were doing the it, it, it was, was real fast. It was real it fast. Down. It was a blip on the it radar. Was. I think he made a bunch of money off that, and then yeah. like, what's what's K two? Like, yeah, no one wants that. Um, yeah, and then after after Billabong, that's when I started riding motocross, and um, Pat Tenori and Conan, they asked me if I wanted to be part of Ruka when they first started Ruka. Yeah. So that was pretty cool to, to do that for a Vogel, little bit. Vogel, yeah. yeah. Vogel and you. And... Yeah. You're kidding. No. Yeah. So through um, through Macala, I met um, Conan. I made him a few boards when um, when he was staying at, at their house because he was married to Malia. And so I made him quite a few boards and we, we hung out a little bit and... Um, yeah, he ended up starting starting Ruka with Pat, and the rest is history. Yeah. But with that, but um, what a trip! Yeah, because that's when Lar came into the scene too, like mm-hmm. right at the beginning. Then yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was at Stussy, and I was kind of like ramp, yeah, wrapping up my stint there. Yeah, Frank, and you know. Wait, no, yeah, I skipped Stussy. Yeah, you wrote for Stussy yeah, too, Maddie. Yeah. Maddie had me uh, riding for Stussy for a little while. So, were you yeah. guys riding for Stussy at the same time? I think so. Yeah, I vaguely remember. I just, I mean, I, I only remember. You were traveling Ky- a lot. Kaipo, yeah, I just, yeah, you know, like yeah. Kaipo. Wait, you kids. rode for Stussy too? Yeah. <sighs> that is such a trip. Yeah. Yeah, Maddie Mook. Maddie Mook. How long <laughs> were you on Stussy? I don't know. God, it's, it's such a blur. Yeah. Yeah. So Stussy yeah. before Ruka. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, Stussy was kind of pulling That's, out a surf. What a coincidence! That's what for you guys. I was I was only with Stussy for a little bit because yeah. you're right. They pulled out. I remember there was a trip that we were all supposed to go to like Europe or something to hang with um, Eric Clapton. Something. And then some new guy got hired, and they took, it. They took the skater team. And then after that, it was kind of like. They're focused on yeah, skate. Yeah, they're focused on skate. Yeah. 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 Some barn. Some yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, then then Billabong. No, it was Billabong before that. Oh, Billabong before those two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's when the moto, like I started riding moto and I was really just focusing on shaping. Yeah. Yeah. I think I was like my early, sorry, mid-20s at that time. Yeah, you're like... And like... I was just like, okay, I can make realistically what like 
decent living, you know, yeah. like barely get it's by really, trying yeah. to be a pro surfer. Yeah. And that's not fun either. You and know? I knew, I knew my level. Like I, I knew the type of surfing I did. I knew where, like how far I could really make it, you know? Yeah. So that, I was having a lot of fun. That's it. Living yeah. in Huntington, making boards for all my friends and, you know, just doing, doing that. Gotta grow so, up at some point. Yeah. Yeah. So gotta grow up and ride dirt bikes yeah <laughs> we gotta get into one other yeah. yeah expensive hobby yeah so uh the moto the surfer cross mm-hmm. um you you competed in a lot of those yeah yeah so the trajectory of like motocross is like it was just for fun it was just something that like i don't know like my whole identity my whole life since i was since I can remember revolved around surfing, yeah, you know, and as my surfing career was kind of like fading, just realizing, okay, like you're not going to be Kelly Slater, <laughs> you know, <laughs> along um, with the 99.9% of yeah, everybody. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, okay, this is really fun. I'm, I'm, I'm having a blast doing it. I met a really cool group of guys through riding. So there was a group of guys that they were originally from, um, like it's called um it's like burbank area and um they they all moved from there to huntington and i met up and met a bunch of these guys at the track one day and they're like no way you you surf you make boards and so we like exchanged numbers and um i don't know if you remember um alvin Mm -hmm. salamea yeah um he's a stuntman now and um so I met him and we became like instant buddies and he is like really good on a dirt bike. Like he grew up racing and stuff like that. I grew up surfing and so I'm like, I want you to teach me how to ride. And he's like, I want you to teach me how to surf. So we would... Got a good sparring partner. Yeah. So we'd ride and we'd surf and just, you know, have a bunch of fun doing that. And so through that... Um, yeah, just, just kept doing it, you know? And yeah. then through the grapevine, I, I hear that there's a thing called the surfer cross. I'm like, well, dude, I want to do that. Yeah. And so, Get par- so yeah. yeah, for those that don't follow it, it's surfers pair up with a moto guy and a moto guy pair, you know, so it's a, t- it's a two, two man team. Yeah. And you, you draw compete, a name out of a hat and, and that's you, your partner for the whole event. But you're, you know, there's a couple different divisions a pro you know you get yeah. partnered with a pro like yeah, yeah somebody really good yeah. vice versa on the surf yeah. side it's hard to get the surfers <laughs> so it's hard to get really good surfers so luckily i'm still able to do it because there's yeah. not a whole lot of pro surfers who want to do it so um yeah i've been doing it for i did it one year yeah i remember that you mean nichols yep I went around all the jumps except for a couple of whips. Yeah, I put yeah. it around. Guys are guys are doing triples and like landing like on, on my bar, like bumping me. Yeah, like I was like terrified. It's a little scary for those for the guys that don't ride regularly. Yeah, you know, I'm like that guy but, landed like two inches from me and he's burning out. I'm just eating dirt. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's it's an interesting concept and it doesn't make any sense. But yeah. what it was is Mike Parsons. And like a couple other, like Sonny Garcia and a couple of these pros, they started riding dirt bikes and they became friends with the other pro dirt bikers. And so they had this idea like, hey, let's just do like a day where we do like a tag team race. And then it turned into like an actual like event. Hmm. And it's, it's all, um, 
it's all invite only. So you have to be invited to do it. And it's a bit underground, but it's, it's, I think they're going on like 20 years. Yeah. It's been Crazy. a long yeah. time. I think I did one of the first couple of years. Like yeah. it was really, yeah. I just wanted to go in since the beginning. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. I think, um, gosh, I don't even know how many I've done. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think, um, and you've done well in them. I've, yeah, a lot of, a lot of the, the luck of it is, is the luck of the draw. So if you get, we get paired up. Yeah. If you get a really fast guy and then you can also kind of ride and then if they can kind of surf, it helps. Who, who have you won with? Um, this guy, Justin Brayton. Okay. And he, he's like a legit pro, like kind of, he's already, he's retired now, but, um, I've been teamed up with McGrath. Wow. I've been teamed up with like a bunch of really fast guys. Um, you know who I got one year and we did really good was um, uh, Mulford. No way. No way. Yeah. Justin. Yeah. And it was like he hadn't rode in years and yeah. he like just got a bike like a couple months before. before And like we killed it, dude. It was so sick. That's he's awesome. Yeah. yeah. And he's such a. Was such there a money? Dude. Was there just money prizes? Was there what, what was like those it's, trophies? Yeah, just, just trophies yeah. and like. Like give, giveaways and That's stuff, cool. you know. Bragging rights. Yeah. Because remember the surf yeah. snow one, like the H two O. Like those were there was massive money. Like yeah. guys, I mean, Troy was winning like twenty twenty five k. Like every time he won one of those. That's insane. Like, he won like three times. Yeah. I, I think so. H two O. Yeah, those were those are cool. Uh, yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying. So <laughs> you you still riding a lot now, or? Just, um, I try to ride. Yeah. Um, I have a two and a half year old, so not, not a whole lot of surfing or riding as much as I would want. Mm -hmm. And I'm definitely trying to prioritize surfing over anything, you know, like free time wise. So, um, I'm still riding though. Um, there's a local track that's really close to my house. That's cool. It's only 30 minutes away. It's like a straight shot. So that makes it easy when, when I can ride. What do you ride? Um, I ride a KTM 350. Okay. So it's kind of cool. Like they're a brand that makes, it's not a 250 and it's not a 450. It's like right in the middle. So it's, it's a really fun bike. Yeah. Yeah. And do you go off jumps and shit? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do kickers and sidewinders? Do you go off that? jumps and shit? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's the fun part. That's, yeah. That's, yeah. Hell no, dude. Yeah, that's what he does. He's got a kid now. He's shaping. He's got to keep his hands and yeah. legs yeah, in order. Yeah, that's probably yeah. true. Yeah, that's yeah. your livelihood. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, uh. No, it's it's one of those things that you, you don't even really think about the jumps that much. You yeah. know, it's it's more like you go out there. You 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 get to a certain point where you can ride and you can make your way around a track, and it's more about kind of like that continual like learning you know every lap you're trying to figure out like which rut to take and which line to take and stuff like that yeah it's, it's a lot of fun to therapeutic to do way. that it's it's so much more about that and to be honest like it keeps me healthy yeah like it takes a it's lot. a workout it is yeah. it, it's a workout and like it keeps me like oh should i have that other piece of pizza like should i eat that donut like you know it's 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 a motivating thing to like stay in shape and yeah same thing with surfing i'm sure you guys are the same way like you know you have those those times where you're motivated to stay in shape so you can surf yeah. better yeah so 
and the older we get the harder it is yeah to, you know stay away from that or yeah when you lose it it's like yeah. it's hard to get it back now are you surfing a lot still yeah yeah, yeah. i try and surf as much you, as i can a couple times a week and oceanside yeah mostly oceanside yep I have my like I did the Where's same your... thing when I lived in Huntington. Yeah. I would find like the little creedal spots, you yeah. know, and I have those spots now. And like, where you where's your shaping bay now? Like, are you close to home or like um, where are you shaping? Yeah, so I have a shaping bay at Christensen. Okay. That's in San Marcos. Yeah. And then I have a shaping bay at my house. Nice. Sick. Yeah. So I can get some work done while my grom's napping and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So that's pretty cool. So where are you selling your boards? Um, so the bulk of my boards, I sell just direct to consumer and then, um, through my website. Yeah. Um, and then also real water sports. Where's that? Um, Where's that? They're North Carolina. Oh yeah. So outer banks. Um, they're one of the biggest, like hard goods dealers in the, in the world. Yeah. They're so rad. Yeah. They're, they're just like good dudes who they know surfboards. Yeah. They really know surfboards and so they came out to um, the boardroom show yeah. a couple years ago and um, got to meet all those guys. And um, one of my boards won best in show that year. And nice. so um, it was pretty cool because they came and did a tour of our factory. And I pulled them aside. I'm like, hey, check out this board I'm going to put in. And it was a, it was a Sting duo. So, the, you know, the Neil Purchase uh, Jr., how he does the two single fins. So I did a Sting and then with the two single fins. Hmm. And I made myself one first, and the thing, it worked really good. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it was so, a really fun board. And so I'm like, I'm going to put this in the best in show. And, and, and what was that? Like creativity? Like what, what was it? What, like, yeah. what were they looking for? Yeah, the that? criteria yeah. was they're looking for like a high performance um, board yeah. that was unique, and it also worked. Huh. So it kind of nailed and, it, and then they also judged the um, the manufacturing. So nice. um, most of my boards, unless they're EPS, um, they're glassed at um, Moonlight Glassing, and like it's the best best Pop glass much. shop. And that board had like it had resin color, it had um, an airbrush under the hot coat, and then it also had a gloss and polish. Yeah, Dang. and it was light, and it was beautiful it it looked so cool and for the listeners out there like the boardroom show is like once a year Mm -hmm. right yeah uh scott bass yep is the guy who puts it on he's been in the industry for a long time del mar right yeah it's at the del mar fairgrounds every year yeah Yeah. and Um, it's kind of a big deal like one of the only kind of boardroom trade shows board surfboard Builders trade shows. Yeah, so what, what it is, it's it's like a trade show for board builders and like board products, and then also it's centered around a competition. So they honor a shaper every year. Um, so they'll take. Um, I've compete. I've competed in it twice. So the first year it was Al Merrick, and so they'll pick Al Merrick, and then he gets to choose what shapers he wants to compete in the shape off. Mm, wow. And so what he does is is that shaper gets to choose one of his boards that everyone else has to replicate. Hmm. And so the years I did it, um, it was Al and Britt, after everybody shaped their boards, 
they would go in the shaping room with tape measures, critique and, it, you know, rocker bars and everything, critique and. Is that the one you have out. like an hour? You have an hour and a half. Hour and a half. Yep. So like, yeah, yeah. your time's yep. counting, and, uh, and everybody's watching. Yeah, too, you're, so you're literally stress. in a glass shaping room, and there's people just staring just and watching, staring, taking photos and knocking on the glass. <laughs> yeah, trying to mess you up. Yeah. Well, not trying to mess you up, but they're, they're just, like, kind of oblivious, you yeah. know? Or, like, your buddy will come by, and, no, 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 You're like, what? Oh, yeah. You know? But um, Can't you see I'm busy here? Yeah. Trying to win this contest? Yeah. So, I mean, just being an, invited to that yeah. is, like... Prestigious, for and sure. I, I wanted to wow. talk about how Scott Bass, who mm-hmm. is the guy yeah. that puts this on, the main dude, how much of a fan of you he is yeah i mean he he he, ordered a couple boards from me and um i ended up kind of developing a board for him just just thinking like hey i want to make this board and it'd be perfect for him so i made him um it's a it's a twin fin mid-length with four channels like really deep channels and um so i made him one of those and like he really loved that yeah. word. So I hope. So. I mean, every time yeah. I listen to him on his <laughs> podcast, he he mentions that board almost every single time. Yeah, yeah, he mentions Ryan it. Ryan Seacole. Ryan <laughs> It's kind oh of funny because I'm not a mid length shaper. Yeah, and yeah. that's been like my best selling board. You know, it's it's a unique board. Yeah. What so, do you call it? The saber. The saber. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because I mean. You know, they'll talk about him just getting back from a trip, you know, and he'll say, yeah, I brought my, you know, Seiko board. And yeah, it's pretty much his go-to board all the time. Yeah, it's been his well, go- channel, go-to board. Deep channels aren't kind of the norm anyways, you know, like yeah. it's got specific conditions, super glassy. You want it, yeah. good yeah. waves, fast, open face, but like, yeah. you know. If you can nail it, like yeah. it just makes well, it that works, board look. It works really well with that twin fin setup because it's like larger keel fins, mm. and then you got the deep channels. So like, rocket, it's not sliding out on your backside, yeah. you know. Which a lot of people like. That's the complaint. It's, with it's the, hard to get a board with a, that's twin, a twin fin. Yeah, for your average surfer, not to slide out. So Gosh, I, does I, that I mean, mean I have to get one of your boards, bro? Yeah. Can oh, I get a bro deal? Oh, gosh, this guy. The bro deal. He's, uh... Yeah. It sounds like Lars up right up your alley. You're a mid-lengther now. Whoa. 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 I got a couple. <laughs> I write anything. Yeah. Whatever has fun. Yeah. Yeah. So. so, how can people outside of, you know, where's your website and how do they get a hold of you? Like, yeah. social media, website? Like, yeah, social media... And website is Ryan Sakel Surfboards. Um, can do we play- follow you already? Let me make sure. <laughs> you can place an order just straight to eat the my site. phone dust, dude. Eat my phone dust, but oh, that's not that's 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 my uh, my family one. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, you can just order a board straight through there. What's cool is I like to talk to my customers. Yeah, like I I don't really go by like oh you're this height you should ride this board you know, you, you know i'm this height and i'm this we weight. are following it bro what should i what should i ride i like to like either have guys bring their boards in and i can check them out and then we'll yeah. go from there or we could even do that just through like send me photos of your board and you know the dims and stuff like that and then a good good conversation about what you want and what you're trying to achieve with yeah. your boards so 
So besides direct consumer, are you selling it at your dad's shop anymore or? No, no. So my, my dad, I haven't sold my boards out of my dad's shop since I first moved down to San Diego. Um, that was in 2009. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was, I don't know if you guys remember, but the economy got like crazy. 2009? Yeah. 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 So we remember. Yeah, we remember. My dad was basically like, all right, Ryan, like in order to keep the doors open, like I can't, I can't have you making boards, you know? So I was like, that's totally fine with me. And yeah. I did, I did a couple other things during that time. I, um, I was doing um, finished carpentry. Nice. And kind of contemplating not doing boards anymore. And um, I even did stunt work in movies. Did you really? Yeah. So um, I met some really good guys through riding motocross. And um, The Alvin guy, right? Yeah. So I met Alvin, um, another one of my really close buddies, this guy Oakley. Um, and just through that connections, um, yeah, connections and got to work on a, quite a few movies and we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. yeah we're going to have to get you back on and talk, <laughs> talk about your other life outside of surfing. Yeah. Yeah. But it was quick. I, I realized that I really just love shaping. Um, I, I, I feel like if I didn't continue making boards, I would be leaving a lot on the table. Yeah. So I feel like I have keeps um, you healthy here. And yeah, I feel like I have I have something inside me that loves to create. Yeah, and I don't know what it would be if it wasn't making boards. But um, yeah, I I just think that the the stunt world is like you're only good as your I, next gig, and they only need don't so die. they only only need so many guys to paddle out and you know yeah surf and. I'm not. I'm not the guy that they're gonna call to like crash a car or like slide a motorcycle into something. You know, there's there's already the guys that are, you know, established doing that. And I was pretty pretty far along in age, like to where like I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think that that was like he, he's gonna ta- be. He's, he's talking to the producer. You know what would be really good? It's a point break like five, six, seven, and eight. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> should this movie franchise this out yeah yeah but no i mean i made a lot of really great friendships and got to work with like um brian k aloha um what's his name um brock little wow um and like some like doesn't noah johnson do a lot of yeah yeah yeah, noah does a lot um just really cool dudes like guys that like i never would have even thought you know would become my friends and they're these like gnarly dudes that did other things before and now they're working in you know that industry yeah Yeah. pretty cool but you you've got a good following you're you're busy with christiansen's and you're yeah yeah i feel like i mean it's it's just been a a lot of refining like i feel like my board's are finally to a point where like every one of my models is really refined. Um, when I do come up with a new one, it's it's already refined, um, and it's only taken what <laughs> thirty years to yeah. get there. But um, it's I, an I, art, I, man. Yeah, 
and, and I like I said, like it's had nice. I had I stopped doing it, like I feel like there would be a lot left on the table. Yeah. And so real water sports. Yep. Your your website. website. Yep. So real water sports, they just got a shipment of like twenty of my boards. So they nice. have they have a good stock of boards right now and they'll ship to anywhere. Yeah. So um they're they're insane. So, um, are you, you open to it? opening up other dealers? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'd be stoked to. Yeah. I just know that the, the surf shop model is really hard right now. Yeah. You know, definitely. you have a lot of brands that they're just filling up surf shops for, you know, consignment and it's hard for, for me to do that. So if yeah. I could find shops that are interested, um, I would love, I would love to have, you know, those relationships. So, so. if they were to email you, what's, what's your email? Uh, Ryan at Ryan Sakel Surfboards. Okay. Yeah. Dot I mean, com. com. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, we're fans. Yeah. And yeah. Lennon's going to hit you up for sure for like a free board, I bet. <laughs> a demo. <laughs> demo. Wait, is that? <laughs> is that possible? Is that awesome? Yeah. Yeah. He's gonna give you his dams. You're like, I don't think that's physically possible to make it that short, wide, and thick. With Whoa, dude! No. How dare you? Are you sure this is right? <laughs> yeah. Now we, it's crazy. Uh, we've known you for a long time, and yep. um, it's funny how, you know, I, time flies. And time it, flies. Yeah, time does fly now. And it like that time that we. I fell off the cliff was like it's like another lifetime yeah <laughs> like I it's know. so weird yeah uh. it's a trip to me thinking back because like I was just at such an impressionable age at that time that like you've always been like the guy pull like, it off. to this day dude I'm like dude freaking Lyndon you know <laughs> and same thing with Lar like you're what five years older than me maybe and yeah, like probably. Close. like yeah I looked up to you too I was like dude surfs like kelly you know <laughs> the hb and kelly. seeing him in the water like almost every time i surfed was like yeah you know yeah. so impressionable i mean there are so many like you know little circles of friends and i mean we weren't close because of age and yeah. different schools but yeah. I, I think in our 20s and stuff when i was home here and there you're yeah. you're close with a lot of my you know other friends yeah. that were here yeah yeah, yeah no, we it, connect a lot it was, it was fun yeah it was so fun and like yeah just fun times growing up in the yeah <laughs> Yeah. Well, fun time sitting here with you. Yeah. yeah. Reminiscing. Yeah. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for sitting down and going back uh, memory lane. Memory lane. And, yep. you know, I'm, we're stoked to see you pump out good boards doing what you love to do. Yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. That's if true. anybody wants to hit up Ryan, again, Ryan Sakel at SakelSurfboards.com. Ryan. Yep. Ryan at Sakel. Okay. Ryan at RyanSakelSurfboards.com. Yeah. And yeah, follow him on Instagram. Yeah. Or go to RealWaterSports.com. Yep. Right on, bud. Thanks, guys. Thanks for (laughs) hanging. Peace. Peace. Oh, one last thing before you leave. Parting gifts. Shade sunscreen. Nice. I could definitely use it. Strider Wazalewski, thank you. Strider approved. Three shades darker. We've got (laughs) some uh, Late Night with Chalky koozies for you. Nice. Um, Bonsai Bowl gift cards. I think the closest one to you would be down in San Clemente if you're coming up from Oceanside. But if you're visiting Huntington or Newport, Laguna. Sweet. Yeah. And, dude, maybe we'll try to get you a neon wave. That's in Rochester, New York. 
What is that? Yeah, it's, it's a, a sick shop that sponsors the podcast. Oh, I'd be so stoked. Yeah. Yeah. Neon Wave. Yeah. Um, also, thank you to Earth Pack. Um, Caballero Pools. Caballero Pools. Um, Clear Weather brand shoes. Yes. I got uh, my slip-ons right now. Look at those things. Me too. I got my slip-ons Whoa, too, bro. Me? And then, um, who else? <laughs> Ashland Heart Seltzer, Villager Spirit, Shoots Beer. Yeah. You drink Shoots? by me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we'll yeah, have we to go meet there up. all the time. We'll oh, have nice. to meet there for lunch. Nice. Um, what else? I don't know. Foo Wax? Foo Wax? Yeah. Yeah, Wellsy. Hook you up, dude. Yeah. Caliente. Northside. Eat Northside North Cafe. That's it. But, um, nice. dude. Thanks, Sacral guys. Surfboards. Thank you. Ryan Sacral Surfboards. Peace. Bonsai Bowls. Hands down the best bowls, period. Seven locations. Two in Hawaii, five in Southern California, bonsai bowls. Go get some. Caliente Southwest Grill. Clean, healthy Mexican food. Everything is made fresh daily using produce from local farms. Their salsa, their dressing, and even their marinades are made from fresh produce in-house, so almost all of the menu is naturally gluten-free and extremely clean. Family-owned, showing local love for 22 years. Check out their website, calientesouthwest.com, for all your party pack and catering needs. You can also call them at 949-515-0909, calientesouthwest.com. Ashland Hard Seltzer, made from all natural ingredients. No sugar, zero carbs, gluten-free. Great taste and guilt-free good times. Ashland Hard Seltzer. Shade Sunscreen. The best sunscreen for all surfers. Shade sunscreen. It's been around since the sun. Shade, Shade. sunscreen. <laughs> Clearweather is a family-owned footwear brand started by our friends Josh and Brandon Brubaker. They are driven to create their own path in the corporate sneaker world. Less corporate, more independent. Clearweather. Clearweatherbrand.com. Fuax is the best ickiest stickiest wax in the game foo wax late night with chalky is supported by inherent bummer surf entertainment thoughtful writing surf videos music and fresh hell for the core surf community remember it's not the end of the world subscribe and check it all out at inherentbummer.com thanks for tuning in we hope you enjoyed the show please give us a five-star rating and spread the word Special thanks to our good friends, James Williams for our awesome artwork and Justin Reynolds for the amazing music.